0: Hello and welcome to episode three of NPS We Trust. My name's Davey and joined with me as always is Phil. Yes, sir. And Spencer. What's up? So we're a fortnightly PlayStation podcast, but it's taken three episodes, but we finally found what we're going to do. Everyone is bringing two topics to the table today to discuss in depth. And we're also going to cover off what we've been playing and any other random news or tidbits that we want to throw in. It's going to be just basically a load of guys getting drunk,
1: talking shit about PlayStation. So first off, lads, what are you drinking? Well, I've just cracked open um, a can of BrewDog Aldi IPA. I thought I'd give that a try, seeing as that seems to be uh, populating the supermarkets lately. Have you heard about the controversy with the the whole Aldi um, BrewDog uh, cans? I didn't even know that Aldi were doing BrewDog. Yeah, yeah. So Aldi... You, you know what they're like. They they tend to copy big brands, don't they, and and, and produce their own version of this. Um, so they 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 basically made a, a BrewDog imitation and uh, started stocking it in their shops. Uh, BrewDog got uh, caught wind of it, and then they produced their own uh, Aldi IPA. So that's what I've got tonight, and it tastes great. Is it actually much different to normal BrewDog? Um, it's it's very similar to the Punk IPA. I've got a couple of those to the side, as you might see on the webcam. I'll just introduce those now. Hello. Um, so I'll move on to those a little bit later. But um, yeah, no, it's a little bit of a different taste. Um, still an IPA, um, but I'd probably say this has got a slightly more crisper taste. A crisp.
0: crisp. A crisper crisp. taste. There it is. Very
1: crisp. I mean, I'm not about indie beers,
0: so I'm I'm all about the mainstays. And I'm on the same thing that I've been on the last three podcasts. So I, I'm thinking at this point, Sam Miguel are going to reach out and sponsor me at some point. <laughs> But um, I'm sure that's, that's what happens if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. You get sponsored, right? So I'm on San Miguel's tonight. But then I've also got some Corona. And I've
1: got there. We're going to move on to the hard stuff. So we're going to get on some crazy shit. Davey, um, where is San Miguel from? Because uh, I was watching a Twitch stream earlier. And this, this question got posed because the, uh, the Twitch streamer was drinking San Miguel. Where, where, is, where is San Miguel from? Spain. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, but actually, if you yeah. look it up, San Miguel, um, it, its origins are from the Philippines. So there's a little beer oh. fact for you. I know this is a PlayStation really? podcast, and uh, thought we'd bring a bit of knowledge uh, in, into what we're drinking. So uh, yeah, origins in Spain, um, but it's a Spanish producer. It says Deste 1890. Yeah. Deste sounds like it's from Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Google, Google it. it. Doesn't get, sound like. You... Get on the Wikipedia, mate. Started in the Philippines, um, and then it's a Spanish company. You haven't gone onto the wiki and changed that, have you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Well, um, I'm not sure if we can have as much of a conversation about mine as with yours. However, I'm just drinking a create a Budweiser, same as always, same as probably will be in the future. Did Phil buy you these this time? This time, Phil wasn't my sponsor, and I think you know that, Davey, because this time it was you. That's right. So, throughout this podcast, whereas last
0: time I warned you about Spencer taking someone's side in the argument because Phil had bought them out, don't worry <laughs> about that this time. Don't worry about it. It's not. It's not something that's going to happen. Um, I've made sure that I vetted all of Spencer's opinions before he took the beer from me, so I know <laughs> that everything's safe and it agrees with me. So.
1: Absolutely fine. I have suggested to Spencer that um, maybe maybe next time he, he leaves this opportunity open um, to the highest bidder. Um, <laughs> and I, I said I can provide uh, quantity, not quality, in lager. So uh, we'll see how many cheap Lambrinis I can send to his house. See if I can buy him <laughs> that way. Um, see, I'd I'd make sure I treat him right. So I'd get him like, because of his age, <laughs> treat I'd get him, him right. like Bacardi Breezer. I'd get him Bacardi oh, Breezers
0: or, or VK Apples maybe. Get him on you the know, VK the, par- the party drink. Yeah, VK. Everyone likes a VK.
2: I'll tell you both now, boys. However much you bid, however much is given, I'm getting a crate of Budweiser's and pocketing the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Not if we deliver them. Not if, if you we deliver, deliver them, I have no say. I have no say in the matter.
0: <laughs> uh, audience, this is up to yourselves as well. Um, you can write into the podcast, as we always recommend people do, at trust at gmail.com. If you want to know Spencer's address and you can mail him anything for him to drink, then just <laughs> <laughs> just write in. Let me know and I'll send it out. I, I run that email. So just I, I'll share that address to anyone who asks. So no problem at all.
2: Right. And if that happens, I run the Twitter. <laughs> so if anyone wants to see Davy's address,
1: DM <laughs> me on fine. Twitter. I can envision, as, as sort of time goes on, as, as we're all on webcam, you can see all the different alcohols, you know, in the background of Spencer's webcam. So you will have to like pick which one he wants at different times. So if he's in a bit of a VK mood, if he wants to get a bit angry on the blue, <laughs> you know, or if he wants to <laughs> chill out, chill, that. yeah, chill out with a nice, you know, I don't know, bourbon or something like that. Oh, yeah. someone's treated yeah. him
0: right with a bourbon. There we bourbon. go. Oh my gosh. You think we're going
1: someplace? I mean, we are. We do have a bit of an audience in Texas at the moment. So I've seen the analytics. It is it is quite quite interesting to to look at those numbers and see, you know, where these listeners are around the world. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're from Texas,
0: I mean you've got a lot on your plate at the moment with the election anyway. But, you know, if you find straight time on to politics, to, brilliant. If, if you find time to send through a crate of beer to the UK and don't worry about shipping, I'm sure it'd be fine. Um mm-hmm. Then (laughs) it only cost you about $200. But send it through to Spence's address. Just email him first. Let me know. But boys, what has been going on the last two weeks? It's
2: been an absolutely crazy couple of weeks. So has anything gone on in your lives? Um, Well, I'll go first. Really, I've had, um, obviously, we all know I'm in college. Uh, I've just had half term two weeks ago. So I kind of didn't do anything except ruin my sleep. Played a bit of Dark Souls and stuff. Carried on with that. Other than that. Just didn't do anything. And then this week, past week, has been locked down for us again. So not really a lot of college there either. And just not done much. However, just before lockdown started, my girlfriend came down to visit and she's staying. So that's lovely.
0: Well, yeah, lockdown sucks, man. I mean, we're coming to the end of ours now. So Wales comes out of lockdown on Monday. We're recording this podcast on the Friday. So a couple of days left before we can actually get out and get on the beers and meet up, which would be really nice. But Phil, you're just about to enter lockdown. So have you enjoyed the last
1: two weeks of freedom before it all comes crashing down around you? We started on Thursday, mate. So uh, yeah, it's been uh, yesterday and today. Hit us on fireworks night, which was very nice. Obviously, you can't go out and enjoy enjoy all the, uh, you know, the fireworks that are going on and all the, uh, you know, displays. Um, But yeah, over the last couple of weeks, it's been brilliant. Uh, Weatherspoons, I've got a couple local to me. I've got options in Bristol. And uh, they put the beer down to 99p a pint. So uh, I took full advantage of that over the last couple of days before lockdown uh, hit. That's the same price as when it was when you were a boy, wasn't it? Exactly. It takes me right back, mate. Since when I was, you know, getting served at 13. 13 you were getting served there? Yeah, mate. Didn't ID in those days today. And I've always been six foot two. Gray hair. (laughs) You know, who's going to date me? Come on. So yeah, um, I think I mentioned it last week. Uh, I was fortunate enough to win a competition. Um, with, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. You had your um, you had your coaching session. Yeah, with the with the guys over Excel. So I, I won a coaching session with their AD Carry Patrick. Uh, it's for the game League of Legends. I know this is a PlayStation podcast, and uh, I tend to always try and shoehorn a bit of League of Legends in. So this is the point where I will do that. Um, did a did a little bit of uh, back and forth, a bit of chat on the on the HyperX network on their on their Twitch channel. Uh, basically, we had a game. I I played top lane. Um, he played support. Uh, and we actually managed to take the win from that. Um, and then we played a game where we duoed and I played as support as Kale, which was a, a terrible idea. We went heavily behind in the first half of the game, uh, but Cat- uh, but Patrick uh, he actually uh, carried it in the end as AD Carry, which is very cool. Did you? We we spoke quite a bit last time about sure. potential questions you could ask
0: him about PlayStation, <laughs> about how the background you were going to have all this different, you know all this different paraphernalia for the podcast and different like messages to your sponsors that you had sure. last week. Sure. So you were sponsored a course last week by Skylanders <laughs> and uh, an assortment of companies which really didn't sponsor you. But uh, did you manage
1: to sneak any of that stuff in to the show or not? So from the moment I I entered the game to the moment I finished the game, I was a hundred percent focused on not dying. I didn't want to tank those matches because it was so much pressure. we were, you know we we had you know a fair amount of viewers because uh, it was going out on HyperX's, uh Twitch stream. I think they got about nine thousand, ten thousand subscribers to their their Twitch. Um, obviously they didn't all turn up uh, for the stream, um, but of course you know viewers afterwards could watch watch the stream. So no, there was a lot of pressure. So I was just head down and was just concentrating on. Uh, not dying and uh, getting those w's which we did in the end which i was very proud of and, and learned a lot from patrick you know hell of a nice guy uh taught me through a lot of the sort of even though he doesn't play top lane he taught me through a lot of the tactics basically went to go for dragons where to place wards and sort of went to go in but uh yeah it, it, it was a lot of fun in the end have you managed to get to silver league then i'm still on my way mate Still on my way. Well, as Still we know from uh, the sort of recent challenge where you, you had your taste of League of Legends, um, you know how difficult that game is. And you can't just run in and uh, run, run towards the Nexus Crystal as as you thought we could. We'll talk about my meta-defining
0: tactics in a moment. <laughs> we'll talk about those. But I think it's about time we move on
2: to what we've been playing the last couple of weeks. So, Spence, why don't you lead us off? I figured, you know what? I only have one Platinum, and it's Telltale Game of Thrones. So I figured what's another easy platinum I could take off my list? And I played Telltale Batman. <laughs> and I beat it in two sessions. Phil, you're not a trophy
0: man. I'm not. No. Right. Well, you say you're not, but then for the games you like, you'll you'll enjoy a good
1: platinum, right? Yeah, I kind of, you know, spend the time um when 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 I like the game, when I get invested, such as Death Stranding, such as uh Transformers, um, <laughs> such as Little Big Planet. These are uh, three of the the Platinums I have. I think I also have Resident Evil. One of the Resident Evils as well. So oh, yeah. Resident yeah. Evil 5. Yeah. So
0: how, how do you feel about the fact that Spence's two Platinums he's got are both um, instant Platinums
1: that you get just for taking part? Well... I think it just proves that platinums don't really mean anything, Davey. So all these times we've been out, you know, on the drink, and then you've brought up in front of people that you have more platinums than me to kind of big yourself <laughs> up, to kind of self-promote yourself and say, oh, I've got 38 platinums and Phil's only got four. You know, ultimately, I don't think they mean anything, mate. I said that women really like that, though. <laughs> Well it has worked for you a lot of the time when we've been out. I've been really surprised to be fair. It's when they
0: say, "Oh, if only you had 40 platinums." So I said, "Well, actually, he's underselling it. I've got 65."
1: <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> That's the panty
0: dropper right there. The panty dropper platinum. <laughs> the panty dropper platinum. Oh my god. That's it. That's the one. Well, I I I didn't think you'd take it to that that place Phil. I didn't think you'd you'd go on. I thought we'd just have a bit of banter about about Spence only having two, and we both feel a bit good about ourselves. But now you've just shot down the whole point of Platinum. So I don't want to talk to you about this anymore. So go back to it, Spence. Tell me tell me some more about, about your gaming experience. What did you think of the Batman game? Because I played it through when it first came out. Uh, with the Telltale games, I always wait until the season ends and right. then just play it all through in one go rather than waiting you know, every couple of months for each different section. But I loved it. I thought it was a really good story. I thought it was a really
1: original Batman story. And I, I really enjoyed it. Just to nip in before uh, Spencer replies to that, Davey, did you get the platinum for this game?
0: Yes, yeah, I got the platinum. Okay, for this. okay, it counts. Okay. It count It
1: counts for me. It counts for me because I have got. Because um, it does. Because this is not a competition. Um, just wanted to just clarify if you did get it. Okay.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's one of my sixty-five, but it counts. Sixty-five, for me. big numbers, mate. Big numbers. <laughs> it counts. It counts for me. I'm not sure why, but PlayStation said it did. So okay.
2: I'm not going to argue with them. We've discussed this before, mate. The reason it doesn't count for me is because obviously it's just uh, thanks for playing the game, here's the platinum. Whereas you have whatever games you have, you have obviously 65, which actually require effort. Whereas the, the only effort with Batman is having to sit through the whole buggy mess of a game. Oh yeah, it is. it does run like shit, doesn't it? It runs like absolute dog. I think the story's great, but I remember one part of the game there's one part where you're looking uh at like a table in the back cave, and you have to like lock into frequencies for something, and Jesus Christ, moving that cursor around that table takes so long because it's so jumpy and it runs so poorly. And another part where you have to like kind of interrogate a room and plan out your attack. Uh, at the start of that, there's a woman who walks through and she had no scalp
1: or hair she just had a <laughs> face and no head model I like frequencies in games just properly cursed though because in in Resident Evil 2 um in it like in the original in the remake it's just so difficult like every time that sort of comes up in a game where you've got to match the waveforms was it was it that Spence in Batman um kind of but yeah the actual act of matching the waveforms was fine
2: it was right. just you had to move the cursor onto the area to start that. And the act of moving the cursor was really buggy and jittery. And you, honestly, you'd hold the direction to like the left to say move it onto the thing, and it wouldn't move for a frame. Then after that frame ended, it would have gone past it. Nightmare. It was it was horrible. It was it was fun game when you ignore all of those things. I kind of struggled to ignore those. But the story otherwise was pretty good, and it is a story driven game. So sure. it was an enjoyable experience. It was an easy and, they, uh, and
1: they're yeah. cheap as well, aren't they? Those games. They're not. They're not. Well, I got 40, it for free fifty on PS plus. But, oh there we go know, yeah but you know uh <laughs> you didn't <laughs> i didn't know i think i think when it comes to telltale games i don't think i've i've really played any of them the is, is sam and max telltale yeah do it know, is do you know if sam, and yeah. the sam and max yeah yeah i've yeah, I, I played those but uh a long time ago i think i played those at DreamHack actually a long time ago when we went over there to play world of warcraft back in the day but um Yeah, it's been a long time since I played Telltale. Well, Telltale are pretty much out of business now. I think they're totally gone now. Sure. Yeah, they are. And it's just a shame
0: because they had when they released The Walking Dead originally, it was such a remarkable game. Actually fantastic game. One of the best games on PS3. Easy. The problem was they had all this success, they had all this money coming in. But instead of thinking, oh we're gonna upgrade our engine, they thought, No 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 no, let's just buy more IP to do more stuff with. And the the problem is it just the, the game, each game just got progressively worse. And Spence, like yeah. the second Batman game's good as well. That's worth a check out. It's really fun actually. But that game's even worse. It's even worse for bugs. It's actually <laughs> the sections where it's like unplayable basically. It's so bad. It crashed I remember the second one crashed like
1: four times on one section. Does, does anyone else um, create, create games like that? They're, they're point-and-click, uh, story-driven narrative games, aren't they? What's the, what's the genre called for them? Yeah, I'd say it's probably a, adventure games. There's quite a few, actually. So Supermassive, last week I was saying
0: about playing Man and madan So Supermassive are exactly the same way. Uh, so they made uh, Man and madan Little Hope, which just came out, and before that, Until Dawn. Sure. Yeah, Life is Strange is another one. So Life is Strange.
2: I was going to say Life is Strange. Yeah, yeah so
0: th- there's quite a few of them, and I really enjoy them. I just I really enjoy these kind of games that just focus on the story and have like a certain level of replayability. The problem really comes in with some of these games that they just don't have they state about there being so much replayability but the problem is some of them really don't. Like a lot of these games the, the way it works is that you kind of all start off and you all end up in the same place. But it's the adventure of how you get there and some games do it better than others. Yeah.
2: I remember I have like I have a few issues. I played The Walking Dead as well. I thought The Walking Dead was brilliant the first time i played it it's one of the few games i've cried at in the end uh, game of thrones that i played from telltale was it was okay mm-hmm. it wasn't anything amazing i can't remember it being anywhere near as buggy as batman but it was okay uh they made a minecraft story game and i remember there was quite a lot of controversy, uh, controversy about that because even if you failed the qtes and all the like events in there your character just progressed anyway.
1: That's a kid's game though, isn't it, for Minecraft, I guess. It is a kid's game. Do you, do you think they're gonna carry that through into Smash? So, you know, if I get my input slightly wrong, then I'm still gonna get the knockout in Smash. No They way. make allowance they make allowances for the uh Minecraft characters, don't they? <laughs> I well don't I mean the thing about it is
0: you had the typical <laughs> typical bit of outrage with uh, with Smash because for the first day it comes out, and this is for any character now except for Byleth, right? Because nobody liked Byleth they come out and everyone says they're busted. They can do stuff that I've never seen before, right? And then give it two weeks and nobody's playing them. And then another two weeks from that and everyone puts them mid tier. And it happens every single time. The only exception to that rule
1: is with Joker and Terry. It's the same with every game, though, you know, like as soon as a new legend, as you've called them, uh, Champion, as everyone else calls them within League of Legends, comes out. They're always busted um, in the, in the initial weeks, but as soon as people you know download them, then they tend to slip down the rating a little bit. Problem is, every, everyone in Smash is like five,
0: so <laughs> so the problem is you can't believe a single goddamn wow. thing they're saying because they're all like, "Oh, this character I've known this character my entire life." And it's like well, you've only been on the planet for five years, so it's no wonder you know who they are. And why are you on social media? And why are you t- retweeting hentai? That's that's the that's the smash that's the smash uh, <laughs> dichotomy. That's the that's the big enigma of smash. But um, but no, that
1: that's not a thing. No, Steve Steve's, Steve's fine. Let's not let's not offend all our uh, audience, Davy, because I'm I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably come from yours and Spencer's Twitter, and a lot of them will will play. To smash. be
0: fair, most of them, if they are listening to this, they know I've called most of them virgins. So there's no I've got no issue with uh, wow. with insulting them they
1: deserve it quite frankly
2: yeah same here i'll say that shit right to their face
1: and on that note boys <laughs> yeah and, that, and that's it <laughs> for this week you've been shut down
2: <laughs> oh i've been playing it this week's been quite big uh or while well, these past two weeks i should say because obviously we're fortnightly but batman was just a quick playthrough two nights and it was just i i even watched the playthrough for batman before so i knew basically how the story went but i just did it for an easy platinum not gonna lie uh, but other than that i've been playing helldivers which I know you've been playing too, because we've been playing it a bit together. Brilliant game. And it was what did I get it for? Like £4 on the Halloween sale, was it? Last week, actually, on last week's episode, I mentioned about there being a Halloween sale, and
0: I really hope that some of you managed to pick up some of the class games on there, because Helldivers was on there. I haven't had as much fun with a game in a long time that I've had with Helldivers, with you, Spent. It's been so much fun. Phil, uh, do, you, do you know what Helldivers is?
1: No, I don't. Uh, why don't you enlighten myself and some of the Listeners that probably don't know what you're talking about at the moment. What sort of game is Helldivers? Helldivers is a top-down a top-down team-based shooter, basically,
0: where you're dropped into a map and it's oppressively difficult in terms of everything will kill you. Friendly fire's on. Sure. You call down reinforcements with button combos like a fighting game. When they come down, they have a chance of killing you. Respawn your teammates. If it falls on you, has a chance of killing you. Your turrets that you put down to defend you. We'll shoot you. The, the game is just out to get you. But with teamwork and by not messing around, you can just,
1: you can <laughs> absolutely just storm missions, but it's so replayable. I didn't think you were big on teamwork, Davy, as we found out in uh, the uh, League of Legends challenge game. I thought it was very much uh, playing solo. The, the thing about teamwork is you've got to have a clear leader. And so... <laughs> which we did which was me and
0: i don't i don't respect that choice
1: so i i was insubordinate um and <laughs> Spence, spencer's not saying anything because you bought this episode but i was very much the leader and telling you exactly what to do i, to I go. came around to the idea in the end and that's why i've had to uninstall it but we'll
0: we'll come we'll come around to that later <laughs> um but no hell dives is just so good it's such a fun game i can't rate it enough Can't read it. How how are you finding it, Spence? Obviously, this is your first time really playing it, whereas I've had it since like 2017.
2: Yeah. Um, Well, I played it over yours once locally uh, way back when, and obviously I just bought it for myself. I'm loving it. I have to say our friend Ray joining us (laughs) kind of made the game a bit more fun, even if it made it a lot harder to play. Because there's a mission on it where you have to escort survivors to a bunker. And that's you have you kind of have to complete all the missions to get the gold star to get as get as much reward as you can after the mission. And every time we see the uh, the survivors, the first thing our friend Ray does is aim his gun at their head, and without fail, with no remorse, he will kill every last one.
0: What makes it worse is that he starts uh, he starts questioning them about how much they need to live, and they're just NPCs, so they can't answer, and so he just starts executing them.
2: Well, like, Ray. And then he's just like, wow, whoa, he just died. He just died. <laughs> the game's brilliant. The game is absolutely brilliant. The multiplayer makes the game. I think if you were playing it single player, it'd be a completely different experience and nowhere near as fun. But when you're playing with some of your mates, having a drink or two, you could play Helldivers for hours on end and have a brilliant time throughout. Um, so another game I've been playing is obviously I've been playing Dark Souls 1. How far did you get? Last time we spoke, you just beaten the Moonlit Butterfly. Yeah, the big butterfly that pissed me off. Well, I beat the butterfly. That was good. And I've just beaten... Oh, fuck. It's been a good few days since I've played it, because I've been playing Dark Souls 2, now that I have PS Plus again. I've been playing Dark Souls 2 with my friend Dan. Oh, I'll tell you what. I know where I've been. Um, the Drakes. Where's the oh, Drakes? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just down the mountain from where, from where the butterfly is. The Yeah, Valley I've of gone the past them. I've rang the top bell. Yeah, I've rang the top bell. I've gone past the Valley of the Drakes, because obviously I won't fight in them yet. They... Are
0: you, in the, went, are you in the? Are you I in the? you in the the place that? Oh, it's like the worst place in the, all of Dark Souls. It's where everything's poison.
2: I might be. Yeah.
0: Oh god, that area. Have you fought the boss there yet? It's like a crab. Uh, a a lady that you'll like. She's a little bit hentai, but she's got a, she's got a <laughs> spider body. She's called like Koulak no, or I've something. Her yet. And uh, yeah, she's like the. Witch of the chaos basin or something like that, but yeah, the, the that area you're in. Bear with me one moment, because it is it is horrendous. That area, people hate that area. Everything's poison. There's a big poison lake. It's dark. It's gloomy. It's in like a mine shaft. It is trash area. Fucking blight town. It's it's called blight town. The area and it is trash. And on PS3 when the game first came out. That area just could not load. It just could not load. So it was <laughs> buggy. It was buggy as hell. And it would it would like have frame drops and everything else. And you've got enemies everywhere. And it's awful. Right. And uh, fortunately on PS4 for the remaster, it's absolutely fine. But that, that area was really bad
2: on PS3. Absolutely horrendous. Made it so, so bad. Um, well, I'm not playing the remaster. I'm playing the original version. But luckily enough for me... I'm playing it on PC. Oh, that is the remastered then. They patched it. Yeah, it literally just is uh, for like a free upgrade, basically. And I can just, if I do have issues with it, I can just download mods. So right now I've got a few mods installed to make uh, the death animation and the bonfires and all that look nicer. I did another one. I can't remember what it is, but when I die, instead of saying you died, it says something else. I can't remember what it says. And I had one as well, one mod, which I really like, which just skips past all of like the intro animations and stuff when you boot up the game so i boot up the game and it immediately takes me to the main menu within like two seconds oh it's like a ps5 mod it's like a ps5 mod yeah i'm immediately in the game it takes me straight into the action it's actually class right so uh dark souls 1 and 2 is basically all i've been playing lately but um phil mate what about you what have you been playing
1: well outside of the hour of god of war which we'll get onto a little bit later i've been uh trying to grind my way through bronze um in league of legends uh, still, still trying my best. It's still, still so frustrating in bronze. Um, so many games I get into, and you know, people quit or people decide to to want to play their own game, go off on their own. There's just no teamwork at bronze, so it's uh, it's very difficult. I'll I'll make it through. I've been speaking to a couple of buddies, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and do OQ next season and see if we can get up to get up to get up to silver. I also play uh, raid um, Shadow Legends on on mobile. Uh, that's one of the streamers that i've actually been watching uh Dominator, uh shout out so i've been playing a lot of that lately that's been good that's that's a game that i i generally have running uh just on my pc um just in the background and then I've been playing a little bit eve the mobile game so outside of god of war uh which we'll come on to later i've really been playing on a lot of PlayStation. what happened with your resident evil 3 playthrough i i think league has just taken over for me uh, because we've had such a because we've been talking about this challenge so much you know like i've been really hyped about you playing league and I've been, you know, trying to keep up my skills a little bit. I didn't want to let you down when we streamed. No, no, you were you were, you were great, mate. Do you think you'll get it done before PS five? Yeah, I'm confident. You said uh, in in the last episode, what was it? Sort of eight hours the game. Yeah, first first run through. If you'll if you'll play, you play pretty methodical like I do. So yeah, about sure. eight hours. Yeah, I don't see why not. You know, it, it it depends what happens in the rest of this podcast if there is any challenges. Uh, but if not, I think maybe I'll have two weeks where I can concentrate on playing a little bit more PlayStation. You know, I would like to start the the second Doom game as well uh, before I get my PlayStation Five. But you know, the minute that that hits, as soon as Amazon deliver, then I'm straight on my PlayStation Five.
0: That's the problem. Doom Eternal's long. It's mm. it's 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 like probably I'd say twice as long as the first one. Sure. It feels like a long game when you play it. I mean, it's great, it's fantastic, but it is certainly something that. You you could easily crack out Resident Evil three in one more one big play session. You can crack it out, but Doom Eternal
1: will take you a couple of, couple of days. Yeah, we, we we've still got time, mate. We've still got time. I think the season's over for League soon, so uh, I'll have a bit more time to play PlayStation. Well, I've
0: been. I told you last time, boys, that I started playing Man and the Dam. Well, I finished it. I finished it since we last since our last podcast, and it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> There's nothing. It's not. Um, it's not amazing. <laughs> The endings are all good, and the characters are decent. So Man of Medan is developed by Supermassive. The new game Little Hope is out now. It just came out on the 30th. And uh, basically all they are, they're little short horror games. So they're just multiple choice, play it through, kind of walking simulator, but picking your options for dialogue and actions. Um, And they're fun, and it's a fun game. Um, I wouldn't recommend anyone pay full price for Man of Medan. Is I bought it for £10 on eBay and that felt like a good value. Now, I have bought Little Hope for a full price, twenty four ninety nine, but I haven't started it yet, which is a bit of a shame. But I have been playing Medieval on the PS4 remaster of the original PlayStation 1 game, uh, which came out last year. Now, I got it as part of PlayStation Now, so it's on the service at the moment. I don't know how long it would be on there for, but it was fantastic. It was absolutely brilliant. I played it through, and I'd never played the
1: original. I missed it on PS One. I don't know if any of you guys played that.
2: No, I've I've never. I obviously I know of the game, but I've never played it.
1: No man, it's nothing. I've uh, it's not a game I played. Well, I yeah, I'd never played the original either, and so I just really was
0: in a mood for playing something that is quick, easy, bit brainless, and just something that I could just put up and put down and not have to really overthink on it. And medieval, the playthrough for the I platinumed it took me about twenty odd hours maybe to get the platinum, and it was just a really fun game.
1: Was this platinum sixty five?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was platinum sixty five. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: And it was just a really fun game. Um, it's apparently the original is really difficult or or quite challenging. I didn't find this hard at all. There's a trophy on there that you have to die seven times, and I had to grind for that because I didn't die um really yeah it was fine it was absolutely fine it's like die seven unique ways um and yeah i had to grind for that now my trophy was actually bugged so i ended up dying about 50 times trying to get this to pop and it wouldn't pop and i had to search online and it's actually a bug trophy so the way i had to do it was die in one very specific way and i had the scariest thing ever happen when the trophy popped you know what normally comes up with the screenshot of when you got the trophy and the little trophy icon for whatever sure. it is, that didn't come up. Came up with a description of it, nothing else, nothing else. So it came up with a noise that I, plant- uh, I got the trophy, didn't come up what trophy it was, didn't come up with the screenshot, and then my game froze. And I was like, "Oh!" Uh-huh. and it was for the platinum. It was the last trophy I needed, so the platinum popped and the other trophy popped, and nothing. And then when I went on to sync it, after it unfroze itself, it wasn't there. And I was like, oh my god. I potentially at ninety like five percent game completion, it won't ever let me get a spider now. And then after about five minutes, it just automatically synced, but it had no screenshot, nothing. But it was the most frightening experience I've had in
1: a while. Actually, in my PlayStation. How, how many how many hours did you invest into it, mate? About twenty. It takes about um, wow. Each, yeah, it takes quite a lot. Quite a long game then. No, not really. But you got to do like Com- compared to the perception that you would have for a medieval game, you wouldn't you wouldn't look at that and think that's like an eighty hour game, would you? Yeah. You know. so as you complete it through once
0: you yeah. on the last level or the level from before the last you unlock this thing called lost souls and lost souls are things you can then find through the world again if you play it for a second time sure. so you can just it's like an overworld basically you select levels to go up, go down to and um and so you've got to find the lost soul and then find where it gives you like a riddle of where to solve that lost soul and then you go to that location and place it there and that's it and so there's one of those for each level. So you basically have to do like two and a half playthroughs of the game, but uh, it, it's it's just really fun. It's just one of those fun games that you just kind of mindlessly mashing square and just killing stuff. And it's just got a lot of a lot of comedy. It's really funny. It's like re- it's such a British game. It's actually yeah, incredibly right. British. Like everything's really dry, like in terms of the humor, and it's like really sarcastic. And it's just it's so funny. And I was proper laughing at, at loads of it. But forgetting the platinum, you unlock the original PS one game.
2: Oh and wow, really? I
0: started it, it's fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Honest to God, so, it's so bad. How
2: does that work? Does it just like give you it get, like add it to your library?
0: No, it just comes up on the main menu. Just um oh. like when before you got new game, low game, continue, whatever.
1: It's just there, it's just classic. Click that and it starts the game. It's not like Crash Bandicoot within Uncharted, is it? That you uh, get to play a game within a game.
0: No, it's not that meta. No, no, no it's not that no, meta. because that, that was cool. That was cool. I, it, I it like was all really those cool, kind of yeah. Easter
1: eggs and stuff within games. That's very yeah.
0: Cool. It, 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 that's awesome, that, that scene yeah. in Uncharted 4. But no, it's not not like that. It's just literally the game again. But you, you're playing it, but you see how much work the team have done to remaster it. The whole reason I've been kind of playing that is a distraction from playing Mario 64, which I've got to do <laughs> as part of my YouTube channel. So I do a... I do a uh, Twitter votes uh, normally once a month for a game that the audience recommends you to play and i played some amazing games through that like Hollow Knight and, and
1: um, Undertale but then they voted for Mario 64 I've, I've heard um, from uh, I Am Thomas Williams that uh, Twitter votes are legally binding so you have to play those games that people vote for mate so I'm glad you're doing it Yeah,
0: so I started playing it and the game does not control well it controls objectively trash so bad the camera system is fucking horrendous and it's all the fault that it was designed for the stupid n64 <laughs> that had the worst controller known to man are mean talking about the fact what that is it's controller it's a bloody triangle you're holding it's like a gun you know <laughs> do you remember in resident evil 4 you could buy the limited edition chainsaw controller i remember i do remember that. that would be a better
1: controller than the N64 controller. The N64 controller I've, is terrible. I think I've got so much love for it just purely because of the time I spent with it and 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 having that ability to play four player at the same time. That's why I've got such fond memories of the N64 controller. But probably going back to it and I have um maybe in the last year, I think um no maybe 2 years ago we had like a a video games competition at the company I work and and one of them was um of them was, Goldeneye, yes, um, and yeah, it's trash. It is. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's just people loving like the old game and just yeah. That's the thing. Full that's of nostalgia. The, so that's the
0: thing, and th- this is why it's quite interesting because I was, a, I've always been like a Sega kid and then a Sony kid. So I never sure. my first Nintendo console was a Wii. I didn't own anything before that from Nintendo, other that's than crazy. a Game Boy. I know, I know, it's pretty mad. And so I got no nostalgia for Mario. I don't give a fuck about Mario. And I played Galaxy and I really enjoyed Galaxy. I, I really enjoyed Galaxy. It was my first proper Mario game I played. And so going and playing 64 now, I'm at the point now where I'm 22 stars in and I'm starting to enjoy it, but it is so overrated, this game. I mean, it is, it's one of those things that at the time this game would have, blo- must have, it was revolutionary. Like that's unquestionable. It's a revolutionary yeah, game. 3D game. But now, playing it for the first time, it is not, it does not hold up. It does not. Whereas, I've played some old games for the channel that have been voted for, like Symphony of the Night, Castlevania, came out around that same time. And that game is timeless. That game is absolutely timeless. Uh, Playing like um, Code Veronica or Resident Evil Zero, which came out only a few years after. Outstanding games, great. They, They stand the test of time. But 3D platforming and platforming games have come such a long way since Mario 64, that it just, the camera system is just horrendous, so bad. But yeah, that kind of everything I've been doing everything I've been playing is just to try and get out of playing Mario 64, but now I'm out of games, and it's either this or Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm not playing Ghost of Tsushima at the moment,
1: so it's Mario 64. Davey, have you played any of the original Mario games? Have you played any on the SNES or the Super Nintendo? No, I never, I didn't, I, no, no. To put. Okay. I, I played. When I bought my Wii. So, this th- would this be the earliest Mario game that you've played then? Well, on my. I had a Game Boy
0: Color. So, on my Game Boy Color, okay. I, okay. I had. I had Wario on Game Boy Color, and I had. I think it was called Wario Land.
2: Yeah, Wario Land. I you had, had WarioWare. Oh, yeah, that's for the Wii. What a great game. I can love WarioWare. What a game.
0: But, yeah, so I had Wario Land, and I also had. Um, super mario bros for the Mm. game boy so i played that and that was fine and then when i bought my wii i went on a bit of a because of the eShop, i went on a bit of a uh history lesson so i played like ocarina of time i played like all these different games i played loads of classic games and bought like loads of like gamecube games and stuff like that and played them all Mm. but platformers don't really appeal to me that much games have moved on from platformers really it's, it's well, there's, there's exceptions because I played the Crash Insane trilogy last uh when it came out,
1: and it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's just you filled with nostalgia though when you go back to something like Crash. Again, I guess if so. you didn't have that time, you know, you you wouldn't see you know someone you know 15, 16 playing those games and looking back and thinking they're awesome, would they? Because they they've got the Fortnites, they've got the the kind of newer level of games. They're used to that level. They wouldn't go back and play platformers that the, it's such an old um yeah kind of format i think you know for us we love playing them because it brings back all those old memories but i i i, I don't see it for the younger generations i don't know if you could speak to that spent
2: i played quite a few i didn't have an snes or an nes but yeah. similar to davy i had a game boy and there was like these nes and snes classics you could get on the game boy. Sure. so i played mario one i played mario three i love mario three and um just recently uh, or like a few months ago I started playing Mario 64 to learn to speed run it I can see what Davey means whereas he's enjoying it more the better he's getting and the more he's playing it because if you can't like do the movement in the game it feels sure. terrible it feels yeah. so clunky but once you like get good at the movement and you learn to understand it you can literally get to anywhere so
1: fast I think when you go back to all the games, if you if you don't have that nostalgia, then anything that's a bit quirky or a bit different is is a blocker for people. So for yeah. Davey, the cameras is going to just be like a brick wall. It's going to be him just fighting against it all the time. But someone like me going back, I would look at that and think, oh, I remember this game. I remember exactly how to play it because I played the original. Um, but yeah, I can, I can totally see where you're coming from on that, Davey.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just a weird... The, the hardest thing about it is putting yourself back in that mindset of thinking, right, there wasn't two analog sticks on this game when it was made. And so normally when you play a platformer, obviously you control the camera with the right analog stick and you move it on the left. But with Mario, you don't. With Mario 64, you don't. The, the right stick just becomes your camera, which is in a fixed position. But then if you tilt it forward, instead of it moving the camera forward, it just means that you can go into basically over the shoulder view. And that has taken me such a long time to get out of the habit of after have to play in so many platformers. I, I enjoy a good platformer. I enjoy a good platformer. Um, I don't know if it's a stretch to call Castlevania games a bit of a platformer, but I suppose they kind of are. It's just so difficult to get used to. But I'll have to let you know, in a couple of weeks, my review will probably be out, so I might have a totally different opinion on it. The worst thing is, my son, who's two, the thing he loves watching at the moment is speedruns of Mario 64. He can sit there and watch an entire speedrun of Mario 64 and he's glued to it. And so I thought, I bought the Mario collection for that reason, thinking, oh, this would be an easy way to peer in. I can just put it down, I can play it through. And I'm trash at the game, so he can't watch me. He doesn't watch me, he walks out of the room. But for for him, he loves that. He absolutely loves He's given
1: you attitude already, is he? He is. He,
0: you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he just turned around and started saying, "Daddy, trash. And he's only two. So, as long as I teach him that trash is good, maybe he'll just call me good. I'd be like, oh, jeez, son.
2: I need this. So push get him through. to watch my streams, mate. That's all I need. I haven't been streaming Mario Sixty four, but if I know I have Cassie in there watching me, maybe I'll play it. As long as you're good, he'll uh, he'll stick around. Well I'll finish it in like twenty five minutes.
0: Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. He'll, he'll like that. I yeah. I mean I was twenty five minutes just trying to catch a eel's tail
2: to get a
1: star. <laughs> so uh yeah, I'm I'm trash at it. The only level that I remember and sticks out in my mind from playing that game is 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 chasing the penguin. That fucking penguin. Yeah, down, down the mountain. Fuck me. I remember as a kid being so frustrated.
0: I'm gonna have nightmares, night terrors of that penguin and that slide for the rest of my life. I've died so many times falling off that fucking slide. Yeah, <laughs> you have yeah. no idea. I've seen remember... things. I've seen things. I've had flashbacks. I can only imagine it's what people who
1: fought in Nam feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember getting a getting an N64. Uh, I think I was over in my at my auntie's house in in the south of france and my dad came to visit sort of thing and he brought me and my brother a console so he brought us the n64 um take which, it which back inclu- dad take it back which included <laughs> uh, mario 64 and i remember getting to that level and i think that was the point where as a as a kid i was like mum can you help me on this because i cannot i cannot <laughs> oh get God. past it yeah i cannot get past it. it it was just it just felt impossible as a as a, as a kid to play that game is your mum able to come around and help me beat the rest of the game my mum was <laughs> awesome at Mario back in the day. Honestly, guys, seriously. I might
0: have to just. I might have to just get your. I might have to just
1: call your mum and be like, "Can you please come round and complete this game, Davy? Davy, my mum's blocked your number. You know, months ago. <laughs> yeah. all, all those calls you keep giving her. She's she's fed up of it, mate. So she blocked you. Sorry. So, boys,
2: I wasn't a part of this, but last week you issued each other a challenge. And I would love to know how those challenges went. So, Phil, you had to play God of War. How did that go?
1: Yeah, so um, last week on episode two, Davey challenged me to play one hour of God of War on PlayStation 4. As people know that listen to the podcast and and know me, I've never really got on with the God of War sort of franchise. I played God of War 3. I think I bought that in launch. I remember going to Cribs Causeway with you, Davey, uh, back in the day to pick it up. Yeah, and I was
0: super ecstatic about it
1: i know you were. played one and two before well oh. i know you you talked me into it so i, I was day one with uh god of war 3 i didn't really get on with it much more of a fan of sort of devil may cry thought that was a far superior kind of hack and slash game and i kind of thought i'll 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 give god of war a miss it, it, it didn't come out at the right time for me on on ps4 but i but i know you bought that for me on I think it was my birthday last year, year before last, maybe. Uh, and you've been pressuring me into playing it. So uh, this was the right time. I spent an hour. Uh, I actually streamed my time with the game. It, it wasn't bad, but what I can say for the first hour, it was a lot of story. There wasn't a hell of a lot of gameplay within that first hour. There was a little bit with me tugging a tree down the uh, down the lake, uh, bringing that in, introducing uh, the child. Um, and then there was kind of a boss fight, which was kind of interesting. What did you think of the way he delivers the words, boy? <laughs> well, is he the same voice actor as Batman? Because he's very much like, "Hello, I've got a very deep voice. Everything I say is going to be in this tone." You know exactly who he is. He is the black guy
0: from Star from Stargate. You know the guy with a little dome on his head. Do you remember yes, that guy?
1: Tiok Tiok in Stargate. It's the same guy. It's him. Yeah. Oh wow. I didn't. I didn't actually know that. But um, maybe maybe I might like the game a little bit more because I <laughs> I really like Stargate. Actually, uh, yeah, great series. As,
0: as I kind of warned you before, the game is completely different from previous God of War's in terms of how even the camera's positioned. Everything about it is, is so much different. For me, sure. the, throwing the axe and having that axe back is so hype and just never gets old. What did you think about about the mechanics that you saw? Because obviously you're so
1: early on, there's so much to come. But what did you think of the little taste that you got? Yeah, you know, like throwing that axe was very very much, very Thor-like, wasn't it? As When you throw it and you bring it back to you and you understand how all that works. I know you were screaming at me uh, during the... Uh, during the stream, press triangle, press triangle to get the axe back because I, I threw it and then it disappeared and I thought maybe I'll get another one at another part in the game. <laughs> so I started just beating people up hand-to-hand combat, which, which was working for me, uh, you, you must admit. Um, but yeah, as soon as you said press triangle and it, it flung back through the monster, yeah, that was a hype moment. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that mechanic. That was cool. That was cool. The, the thing I found from watching your stream was that you I told you about pressing triangle
0: for a heavy attack, right? And then instead of... And this obviously would come with time. But the heavy attack's all about a launcher. So it's all about sending the enemy up so that you combo them from there. And you can get really creative with the combo system later sure. on. Sure, sure. But what I noticed was, and what was doing my in actually, was that you were just constantly launching enemies for no reason. It's just like a launch into a launch instead of hitting them. <laughs> so I was constantly saying, use light attacks! Because it was just literally just a case of Hitting them up, they'd hit up, they'd fall down, you just relaunch. So the enemy would take forever to die. And I was just like, just use the fucking square button once. Just launch <laughs> them and just start railing on them. And what I found really interesting is that by the last enemy encounter you had before your fight with uh, Boulder, you got it. I start seeing that you were experimenting sure. a little bit more. Do you, sure. How did sure. you feel that your kind of growth with... Obviously, you only have about four different enemy encounters over that hour.
1: Yeah. How did you feel yourself grow into what you can do with the limited tools that you had at that point? Well, there there is a lot of story within that first hour, so I, yeah, I, as you said, there's there's only limited time with with sort of enemies, but um, as as you know from our you know our time with fighting games, I was never a big Marvel versus Capcom guy, so launchers was never something I sort of got into, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely started picking it up quite fast. Um, yeah, I, I could see how it progressed. And, you know, once, once you start getting a couple more weapons, a couple more options within that sort of combo, I, I could definitely see that be, uh, becoming entertaining.
0: The thing about the game is that you're as you progress through it, you get skill points. So you earn sure. earning XP as you were playing, and you were not lot of skill points, which gives you different abilities from there. But the main core of the mechanics is all about knowing who to smack with the axe to freeze them. Yeah take someone on with your fist for the lighter enemies so you can stun them and get a visceral kill and kind of managing the enemies around you they'll all try and attack you and just managing that and what I found really interesting but also frustrating is watching you
1: when you were fighting that big ogre learning to dodge well that's that's the thing you know when you first play these games and there are you know mechanics that are you know introduced that early into the game such as dodge like you may not know that straight away right? And, and I am very thankful that I didn't start the game off as hard because I think within that first hour, I probably wouldn't even have beaten the first Ogre.
2: Right, I was going to ask this. Um, what difficulty did you play it on? I just played it on normal. That's the, the same difficulty I played it on as well, yeah. I'd have thought, um, obviously you said it took you a while to get the grips with launches and stuff. Mm. Devil May Cry has quite a similar like combat style and launches are quite prevalent in Devil May Cry. So I'd have thought you'd sure. maybe
1: had some experience from that. It's been away. a long time since I played a Devil May Cry game. I think probably I'm looking at my shelf now and what well, Devil May Cry PS3. So uh, yeah, quite different to the games I'm currently playing. But um, you know, I, I I could see myself getting into uh, God of War. I, I quite enjoyed I quite enjoyed the hour. I may stream a second hour. We'll have to see. I'm, I'm I'm willing to give it some time. But I think what'll what'll win it for me is the story because I is. could see that opening up right. So. At the at the start of the game, obviously you've got the Davies there praying, thanking the gods, thanking the gods of war. Um, you you, you could see the woman. You know, I I, I want to know the back the background to that. I want I want to get into it a little bit more. And uh, yeah, I, I must admit that boss fight was was interesting. You know, I wasn't doing a lot. There's a lot of quick time events. It seemed to be a couple of button bashes and then a quick time event.
0: The thing that was quite interesting was you were doing a couple of the mechanics without knowing you were doing them. So when he was coming to hit you, you were putting your shield up at the exact time to block, which then put in like a nice little animation of you throwing him off. And that's that's like a perfect counter. So they become quite prevalent later on. Uh, that's just
1: natural That's just natural skill, though, mate. I, I, I tend to find myself in these situations whenever I play games. It just seemed to happen for me. Is that why you didn't realize, even though it displayed at the top right, to press XX it was to dodge? <laughs> And you just kept on getting slammed by the massive oh. ogres. Oh, mate, mate. The more obvious things I tend to miss. The higher level stuff I tend to like gravitate towards. But the simpler <laughs> stuff I just miss. Honestly, the first time I play games, the basic mechanics I tend to miss. I don't know what it is. It, it always takes me more than an hour. So what you watched, yes, it, it wasn't high level at all. I was just getting to grips with the game. I don't know what. I should advise you really.
0: I don't know if I should advise you to play it before PS5 so you can get it done. But it might be worth you waiting until I was PS5 gonna say this out. as well.
2: Because PS5 will have the enhanced enhanced version of the game where it will likely run at a better frame rate and stuff. Exactly.
1: It is. It's gonna be four K sixty. Oh <sighs> Well, we all know that I've got, you know, Resident Evil three to get through potentially play a little bit of doom i'm not expecting to complete it after what you told me earlier in the podcast so probably i won't have enough time to uh get through god of war but but i think it is a game that i should spend a bit more time in so i I might stream a few more hours we'll see how it goes that's all that's all i'm saying from it i'm not saying i'm converted but i will i will give it a bit more time i think it's definitely
0: worth giving it another couple of hours and seeing where you are because from we- from the point you are now going forward is pretty much all gameplay for a while the difference between this and a lot of other god of wars is that kratos actually has a personality this time hmm. other than just pure unbridled rage yeah. and there there is i'm not going to spoil anything i'm not going to but- spoil anything but it w- it you will have benefited having played god of war 3 playing this okay. game because okay. there is there is ties to it
2: See, uh, as for me, I've never played God of War 1, 2, or 3. So I'll, I'm will i in a similar boat to you, I suppose. So your experience will probably be very similar to mine. I also want to say I don't think I parried anything once or perfect counted anything once in my playthrough of God of War. I don't remember. I might have done. I might have forgot it was a mechanic I was doing. Unless I did it accidentally, I can't remember ever doing that. You get like a slow-mo moment where he like parries the shield and
0: it gives you loads of frames. To oh, just kind mess of like Breath of the Wild. Up. Yes, like Breath of the Wild. And it also means that for certain things, you have someone shoot a uh, an, an energy ball at you later on, and you can perfect parry it and throw it back.
1: I, might I feel like I was doing that quite consistently, though, with yeah, the boss you were. fight, wasn't I? Um, because that's how I beat it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it quite an easy mechanic to get grips with?
0: Yeah, it's, it's just like a counter on uh on, You just got to press game, it really. at the right time, yeah. Well, yeah, it's pretty
2: easy. It's quite
1: it. generous. Yeah, I probably did it without it, thinking then. We're, thinking we're not talking a parry. third strike parry here. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about I, I, one frame. I, I think you've got a lot of a lot of space there to press that button and then you can parry it.
2: Alright, I was probably doing it without realizing then, but yeah, okay.
1: So yeah, that, that was my first hour of God of War, as I said. I think I'll probably give it a bit more time in the future. Um I've got my PS3 set up now um on my PC. Um, plan planet. Yeah, sorry, PS4 on my, uh, on my PC. I'm planning on doing my PS5 downstairs on my TV, so potentially I'll play a, play a couple more hours in the future. What did you think about that moment where you're standing outside the
0: house and that guy comes out and just bitch slaps you? For, for me, that moment, I was just like, this guy's just wanting to die. I was well, thinking, like, after playing God of War 3, where he's just ripping God's heads off, I was thinking, this guy's a fucking... This guy's a little dickhead. He's just going to get rinsed. What
1: did you you're feel not, like? You're not expecting it because the guy's half your size, isn't he? You know, it's like you walking up to me and just like give me a slap. I, You know, I'd shake my head like I am doing right now. Fucking hell, mate. It just wouldn't happen, would it? <clears throat> yeah.
0: I think it's class, I guess. You
1: want to, to, to leave really your all. little girlish laugh in there as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll leave it in. Oh, okay. amazing.
2: So moving on from your challenge, Phil. Um, Davey, you were challenged to play League of Legends. How was that?
0: Oh, Here we go. Where do I begin? Where do I begin? Right, so I installed the game. Okay. Guess and that? I thought, right, well, I've got to... I don't play games on PC. Yeah, I just don't. So that was a whole challenge in itself. Making sure setting up stream labs. That was, that was the hardest thing of the entire game.
2: Anyway. <laughs> I don't think it was. It was. It, His stream was zoomed in the whole time.
0: Yeah, my stream was messed up. But what I did, what I did, right, I thought, right, well, I'll get a tutorial. It made me play the tutorial first, which is fair. I understand that. Most games would do that. And it helped because I, I know nothing about League. So it showed me it's, how you win. It's a complex <laughs> game, David. You need a tutorial. It is a complex game, yeah. Right. you didn't think it was complex no no I don't think it's complex I think it's pretty the problem is the pro... now I know I'm being I I know that I'm being naive because a, a fighting game on the surface is an easy game you've got literally two health bars you've got to whistle them down it's done but sure. when you get into the minutiae of it it's very complex in terms of frame data in terms of knowing which moves are intangible which moves beat other moves there's a lot more layers to it the more you go down so League of Legends, at the level that I understand it from one hour, is immensely easy and simple. It's a case of you've got three different lanes, you have to run down these lanes, kill turrets on your way so your little army of little crappy minions who are rubbish will eventually get to the
1: end and you just beat a crystal and that's it, you win, right? And that's, that's the game. It's simple. It's easy. To be fair, Davey, that's actually quite a concise um, description of League of Legends. The amount of times I've had to like explain... Like, what are the fundamentals of League of Legends? And yeah, actually, to be fair to you, that is what, what the game's about. You, you need to run down one of the three lanes and uh, get towards the en- enemy nexus and destroy it. That, that is it. My experience was, I played the tutorial, and
0: after the tutorial ended, it made me feel like as if I'd broken the game. Because <laughs> I felt like that I'd come out with a strategy that nobody else knew about. So my strategy, I pitched the boys. So all of us, us three, went into a stream together as a team. And my I pitched them my strategy. So my strategy was as simple as this. We skip fighting anything. You just run to the end, beat up the crystal, done. Well, that was a rude awakening when I realized that levels actually matter. So I was running in thinking, well, your levels just give you your extra... You know, they just give you your extra skill points. So when you fight other people, you'll be able to do more damage. But I thought, well, if you're not fighting anyone else, what's the problem? Just run. (laughs) I didn't realize that it affected your health, that it affected every single stat about you. So I literally got stomped. I got stomped so bad, it was unreal. And the problem was, I was too stubborn to listen to Phil. I got to say, I should have listened to you from the off. And I felt like as if, that you guys just weren't listening to my meta-defining tactics, because you just didn't want to. Rather than the fact that, as I realised an hour and a half later, it wasn't going to work.
1: I I think after you you died, you know, five times within the first five minutes, and me and Spencer were still trying to, you know, lane. Um, we we just ignored you because ultimately you were worth nothing to the enemy team. And uh, we tried to ignore you (laughs) for most of the game until we uh, carried towards the Nexus at the end. So, yeah, so I
0: played played my hour, and I actually thought after an hour, we'd played two games. We'd played two different game modes. We played the normal 5v5 mode, and we played the kind of more streamlined one lane mode, which I didn't like very much. Yeah, I didn't like that. And I thought, do you know what? I still haven't given this game a fair enough shake. So I decided to play another game with you guys. And in that last game... I really took on everything that you guys said, and I actually managed to get a couple of kills, which I was quite chuffed with. I managed to do a little bit more
1: damage, but but didn't you like winning, Davy? You know, like when when we played those games, we we all worked as a team. I was telling you where to go. I was telling you well, not not, not so much what items to build because. I haven't got a clue about Master Yi. No one plays Master Yi, right? So I don't I don't know where you were going with your three Doran's blades. But I was telling you to go towards the dragon at the right time. I was telling you to go to mid, take towers at the right time, group up at the right time, and I was telling you to back down when it was 2 versus 1 and you were three or four levels down to people. The the thing about your original question is
0: did I not did I not care about winning? You have to have an interest to
1: care about winning. Mate, mate. You love winning. No, you do every every game. Any reason you'll want to up up someone? That's just no. in your nature. It's not well. When I play when I play
0: Rocket League, which is another game that I've only recently tried and I suck at, I'm terrible okay. at Rocket League.
1: Okay, I don't
0: mind if we start getting nine niled. It doesn't matter to me because I'm learning and I'm enjoying my experience. So I expect, and I think it's from years of playing fighting games. I expect to get stomped until I grind it out and I'm, and I'm good.
1: And I understand. And then I care about winning. Well, I think League of Legends is definitely one of those games, right? You've you've got to lose, you know, 10, 15, 20 games before you start understanding the mechanics of your your characters and other characters. Because there's so many different, you know, well legends as davy calls them or champions as everyone else calls them within the game right you've 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 got to learn how they all interact with each other it, it is solid it it is a daunting place i i will admit for for someone new i threw you in the deep end davy right you're playing master yi right and you're trying to jump in with people who play the game and and our opposition i did look at them afterwards and they played the game as well you you were definitely the least experienced on the teams so You know, go in 0.14 or whatever you did. You know, you were learning. I think it was worse than that. I think it was worse than
0: that. There's a couple of faults I've got with the game. So before I get into what I actually enjoy and what I felt about my first hour and a half with it. So I found the load times in that game are inexcusable. (laughs) They're actually ridiculously long and there's no reason for it. You're talking about what? 10 people. It's a 10 person game. It's not even a big map. It's a tiny map with like not even intense graphics and 10 people for it to take literally a minute and a half for it to load in from the moment. Everyone's locked in a minute and a half to start a game. is Ridiculous. The so, load so, time is
1: insane. So you're very much coming at that from a, you know, console view, right? Where everyone's on a level playing field where ultimately probably within the PlayStation, you've got three or four different versions of the console, a PC game. Every PC is different. Every PC is different speed. Everyone's got different internet connections, right? All that feeds in to that loading time. Some people might be coming in on, you know, a three, four, 5,000-pound computer. Some, some people might be coming in on a potato.
0: But say, for example, you were playing Call of Duty or Halo, Master Chief Collection, you're not waiting a minute and a half for that game to boot. You're not. It Literally, everyone experiences it at the same time. And it's, from the moment it started off, got maybe a minute of a load screen. This was a long time, and I don't normally notice load screens, but that was a there was a long time for me to think this is taking ages.
1: Have you played COD and those other games you just mentioned on your PC while streaming? Could it be you that's the reason we took so long to load? Well, you play the game a lot. Does it normally take? Did that seem like an abnormally long time? Yes, it did. Oh, it did. Did it? Yeah, it took long. Yeah, it took longer than normal. I said yeah. to you in Q, it take, took ages. Yeah. Oh, so maybe it could have been me then. Yeah. The issue with League is that right. it
2: needs everyone to have loaded in fully for the game to even start. We'll all see the same loading screen until the last person's loaded in. So if you're streaming and on a not very good like gaming computer or just on a normal laptop, we all even if we have like two thousand pound computers, we have to wait for you. Well, that I didn't. That I didn't realize. I thought it
0: was just a case that that's what was normal. So yeah. I was complaining about it. And I,
1: nobody, right. you guys didn't pick me up on it, so I thought. You, you, you know, some games won't won't be as meticulous as, as as Riot is with with loading people in at the right time because League of Legends fundamentally, you know, is a competitive game at every level, right? You know, some some games are just for fun. Riot and League, it's not, is it? It's always set up to be competitive, and, and that's why it needs everyone at exactly the same point to load yeah. into the game. I like the champion you chose though, Davy. You know, that was big. Picking Master Yi. Why Why did you pick him? <laughs> he just looked fun. He just looked
0: fun. And I just want to smack people. And I just enjoy getting up on people's face. And on the tutorial, it made me try four different legends. And he's the only one that made sense to me. So He's
1: definitely a character that people gravitate towards in the early days. And he is definitely a character that can 1v5. So, you could have definitely, you had the potential there. No, actually, you didn't because you couldn't have smite and you couldn't have certain things because you were <laughs> level 30. Um, but yeah, you definitely picked a character which you could play potentially and, and you could get a couple of kills on.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the thing about it is with the game, I, I figured out now from playing it for that hour what the game is. And it's my first time I ever playing a MOBA. And it's made me realize that MOBAs just aren't for me. And as I can appreciate why people enjoy it, and I can appreciate the complexities of it. I still don't understand what the dragon does that we kill. I still don't (laughs) understand. I really, even though I know what jungling is, and I know now the purpose of it, I still don't know why people bother, because (laughs) it's way more effort than just sticking in a lane and just killing little goblins. I don't understand. And I think the thing about it is, I enjoyed playing with you guys. But if I'd been
1: playing that on my own, I wouldn't have lasted one entire game. Ah, oh, it, it would have been impossible for you to start on your own and, and just randomly jump into the jungle with Master Yi without Smite and try and like actually play against people. It, yeah, it, it'd have been a terrible experience for you. I, I, I hope me and Spencer trying to, you know, well, push the matches. It, was, it wasn't actually us, was it? I think we had a top lane Garen, which actually won the match for us. Oh, for the first game
2: we played, yeah, top lane Garen carried us so hard. Me and you just kind of held and won our lane, but we were mm. by no means carrying the game. That Garen no. gave us victory. But
0: I, I appreciated my time with it, and it was fun, but it's certainly something I wouldn't
1: go back to. I, I I find it very similar to fighting games. It's it's a completely different genre, but it's, it's, it's that mindset that you have to have, that you've got to Learn every single thing about every single character, and, and all the possibilities and all the options these characters have uh, at every point. And that that makes you good at the game.
0: I think the same. You, I think you can say the same about any game. To be honest, that you take to a high enough level, there's so many intricacies in every single game. Like you think we play shooting games with my with my friend Ray, and he takes them to another level beyond what me and Spencer take them to. And so he sure. understands what the bullet drop ratio is, and he understands. Uh, how many shots it's going to take per magazine to kill somebody and uh, what the different damage numbers are based on where you hit them. All these different things that well, I, I don't have a clue about. And so I think any game you can take to that level uh, that is a competitive game has these different intricacies built into it. The difference between a fighting game and not is that a fighting game, you're in control the entire time and it's your, it's your decisions and it's your things that you do. You can't get ganked in a fighting game. You can't yeah, yeah. get you can't get 2v1. It can't be about anything other than the decisions you make in that moment compared to your opponent and reading them. There's no reading in in or very little reading on a minute by minute
1: compared to League of Legends, which is 100% you're wrong in that sentence, mate. You are so wrong. In, in in the bottom right corner you have a map and it's all about judging what is going on at that map at different points, right? So you wouldn't get too... <laughs> how are you getting 2v1'd in the jungle, mate? The jungle is where you need to put vision. Okay, you're new to the game, so you wouldn't understand about wards, okay? But the other people you're playing with would have put down wards in certain places, so you would see where other people are going to be attacking you. It's very easy for you, because there's vision in all the lanes, right? So as a jungler, you could always see where the laners are. The only person you don't see is the other jungler. Oh, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh I yeah. had no idea about so, that, did I? So as, as a jungler, right? You'll always know when you're getting two V1'd. No, I didn't. They just come out right? of nowhere. They just come out of nowhere the, and just source me. You're the person that two V1s people because <laughs> you're the jungler. <laughs>
0: no. I suppose this, this is why this is why I suppose for for League, the one thing I did find that was quite that I thought was quite um surprising, that I thought would be quite obvious, is that there was a lot of people thinking I was like trolling or whatever. A Lot of question marks above your head, weren't there?
1: There's a lot of people all, like all thinking
0: that I was just like, you know, just being messing around. Yeah, yeah, being a dickhead. Whereas in reality I just don't know what I'm doing. And instead of being like, Oh, is this guy a newbie? They're like, Oh kick this guy, he's a fucking cockass. And it's like, I, I just don't know what I'm doing. But you know, so, I understand that. It's probably the game's old
1: now at this point, so <laughs> it's probably not that many new people coming in. So As this is a PlayStation podcast and League of Legends is venturing into new markets, they're coming out with Wild Rift soon, which will be League of Legends on your mobile phone. Could you see this translated to a PlayStation, um, you know, PlayStation 5?
2: I definitely can't. I think the intricacy of League isn't suited for a controller. There are MOBAs that have tried going to console, like Vainglory and other stuff. There are MOBAs on, yeah, Paladins. There are MOBAs on Switch and stuff which has touchscreen functionality, yet it uses the controllers. I'm not sure why it does that. Um, And I know uh, Riot are venturing out to like story-based games with their champions and such.
1: Yeah, the the game they're bringing out, and I'd expect it to come to PlayStation uh, 5, is called The Broomed King. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's already confirmed to PlayStation 5. But that,
2: like a story-based game, yeah, 100%. Like the League of Legends lore and world is massive. You could definitely see that being... Like ventured off in the other platforms but the game itself the MOBA that is League of Legends not a chance if it is on console I don't think it would do very well and if it's sure. cross-play I think console players would get bodied by PC players
1: yeah I've just looked it up so we got PS4 PS5 Xbox Switch. it's even coming to Switch actually oh, which that. is surprising so that probably tells you a little bit of what sort of game it's going to be but um, yeah. yeah I'll be excited for that Riot are releasing a fighting game aren't they? They are, yes. 100%, they're releasing a fighting game. They're, they're going into every market, so they've done they've done a card game. Um, obviously, they've got the MOBA, they got the single-player story game, they're doing a fighting game, and they got their, their shooter, which is called Valorant. So what I want to ask is, and this is a salient question, so I hope you take this as
0: serious as is.
1: If League of Legends is so good, why isn't there a League of Legends 2? It doesn't need to be a League of Legends 2. It's the same as, like, well, is there a Counter-Strike 2, right? Is, is yeah, you've got a... Global Offensive, right? Counter-Strike, they yeah. just update it every time, mate. It's, it's just an update to the game. It's not a new game, is it? Uh,
2: it kind of is. <laughs> the, the original Counter-Strike is Counter-Strike Source, and then Counter-Strike Global Offensive is basically Counter-Strike
1: That's Strike not two. the original, is it? Because I played the original Counter-Strike. Oh, well, then, then Global Offensive is Counter-Strike was, 3. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're talking three. 1, 2, or 3, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so when's LoL 2 coming out? <laughs> Does not it... Doesn't need to come out, man. Okay. League of Legends is Arrest the biggest my game in the world. I rest my case. Anyway, it's a PlayStation podcast, and I, <laughs> you know, it, it it go like I've got a lot of respect for you, Davy. Jumping into a game which you've got no clue about, you know, streaming it to your to your millions upon millions upon millions of fans all around the world, and I think you did well. I think you did well, especially in the the third game where you got a kill. I'm proud of you, mate. Ten I got kills. a couple of kills. Ten I got kills. a couple
0: of kills and a, and a three yeah. assists. So I was yeah. quite, quite chuffed with that. I, I felt like by the last game, I started to figure out more of it. And I felt like then at that point, I knew that I could turn it off and not. I'm not making a rush judgment. Sure. Whereas I think if I had stopped at the hour mark, I would have been making a, too much of a rush judgment. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad I did play it on longer than I originally intended, just so I could get more of a feel for it. But yeah, it was a good, good challenge. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: I think because I'm going to you know, venture on with God of War, I think you should venture on with League a little bit longer, play a couple more games, because I actually enjoyed the night. It was a good laugh, and, and I did see some of the chat coming through, so that, that was quite funny as well to read within your stream. I've, um, I've uninstalled it, mate. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. When Riot
0: decide to do a fighting game, I will check that out without a doubt, <laughs> but MOBAs are not for me. They're not my cup of tea. And as much fun as I, I have playing with you guys...
2: I thought you were going to say, I'll play League again when they release League of Legends 2. Good point, Spence.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till number two. They always get better with the second game, don't they? So <laughs> you look at Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed 2, massive improvement. So maybe they might fix the load in time for number two. <laughs> so with episode three, we're trying something a little bit different. We've all gone away and found two topics that we want to discuss in depth.
1: So Phil, why don't you lead off... Okay, guys. Well, I've, I've got a bit of a question to pose you. I know we've all pre-ordered our PlayStation 5s. I've pre-ordered mine from Amazon. I've getting mine delivered. But are you venturing out into the stores to collect yours in person over this COVID crisis?
2: I've ordered mine from Game and I definitely ordered mine for collection. So I'm going to pick it up on the 19th and they've told me to pick it up in between 8am to 2pm.
0: It's exactly the same for me. I ordered mine on Game. I ordered it on the first wave. Now, I'd say collecting store and I was hoping and praying for a midnight release. Yeah. So I could just go down at midnight. My original plan was this. And my wife wasn't too happy about this. <laughs> this is how I laid down the law. And I don't make the rules in my house. But I laid down the law on this. This was a ride or die moment. So I said, right. Going to get home on the Wednesday the 18th. Console comes out on Thursday 19th. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Immediately. I'm going to sleep until 11.50. We get up. Go down to Game Incom Brand, pick up my PlayStation, and you will not see me until the following week. I'm just going to sit in there. <laughs> I'm not going to be a parent for a week, and that's what's going to happen. And then reality struck. So then I had the email from Game, just like you did, Spence, where it says, oh, you're collecting in store where you can come at 8 in the morning. So that shit my plans up. And then my wife said, even though you're off, you know you're still going to be doing some parenting, don't you? And so then I had to kind of rework it. Yes, yes, I was joking, honey. I was joking. And so now it's becoming to the basis that between the hours of nine to five, I'm going to be helping my wife. But at the same time, my son better love Spider-Man because (laughs) I am playing that and he's going to sit there and there's no Mario 64 streams. It's just me and Miles Morales. And he's going to sit there. And if he whines about it, he's going back to his mother or he's going in the bin. And I haven't decided which one yet. But yeah, so for us, it's a case of collecting in-store that morning of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's hope you both, um, you know, go in fully uh, COVID compliant with your masks on. Um, because what I've been reading, Argos, uh, Smiths, and Game, I think they're all allowing people to pick up the next-gen consoles uh, within-store uh, during the COVID crisis. And, and don't you feel like that's a little bit of a risk, right? Cause I don't want to paint, you know, people who play video games with that that broad brush. But they're not the cleanest, right? So, you know, is that a risk going into the store, guys? Is that something you thought about? How dare you insult our listeners like that, (laughs) Um, Well, hopefully some of our listeners have pre-ordered it and and got it delivered to the house just like me. Because I wouldn't be going to the stores at the moment. The thing I'd say is that fortunately we're not a Nintendo-focused podcast. So,
0: if we were a <laughs> Smash-focused podcast, Heaps. then I would totally agree with you. But being PlayStation gamers, we're a bit more of an elite class than the rest of these low-level scum. I reckon everyone there's going to be in a business suit, and we're all going to be <laughs> saying, top of the morning as soon as we go to collect our consoles. In fact, I might be eating a croissant, you know? Something a little bit more upmarket than if, you were a, if it was a Nintendo launch. They'd all be there, dressed as fucking Animal Crossing characters. Eating a McDonald's breakfast or something, something a little bit
1: more you know low market. Whereas as PlayStation games, we're a little bit more elitist. Because I've been I have been to a couple of uh, you know midlight releases for certain things. Have I think I went. It? I think I went to the Fallout Fallout One. But fuck me, the the people that turn up to those things. Yeah, yeah. Was... I, I I think I should have wore a mask at that point, and we didn't have COVID. <laughs> Was there anybody in full Fallout power armor? There was a lot of people with the, uh, what well, is it a Pip-Boy? Yeah, Pip-Boy. Is that boy. What they call it? Pit boy yeah, yeah, yeah. We, there was a lot of people just cosplaying and, yeah. The, the thing about it is, right, you've got to think this is,
0: COVID's a hard time for people to release any tech, yeah. right? So for Sony and Xbox, who were releasing the week before, to in the UK, to go out and say, right, we got a high-end consumer product, you know, 450 quid, 500 quid with the, with a the game. These are going to be people that are the hardest to hardcore going at midnight. And the thing about PlayStation is the brand now at this point has been out for, what, 20, 28 years, 27 years, something like that. There's going to be a lot of people I imagine similar age to me and you, Phil, who are going to be there day one compared to, something a little bit more child-friendly like Nintendo or even Xbox. Xbox is a lot younger brand in the grand scheme. Sure. And I think that I'll be surprised if anybody is there in cosplay at 8 in the morning. A midnight release may be a little bit different.
1: I'm d- I'm just looking at the dates, right? So in England, we had our lockdown start on the 5th. Um, and of course, we got our PlayStation launching on the what 19th. Yeah, on the 19th. So that that is our two week lockdown. So potentially, you know, their government's not going to have such a problem. But um, you know, our, our, you're our you're video- locked down for four weeks, aren't
0: you? Till the second of December. Jesus. Yeah, in Christ. England they're locked down till the second
1: of December. But our video games are, uh, you know, an essential thing to to have. Uh, are they, they going to be okay? Are the government going to be okay with you going into the store during that time?
0: I remember when GameStop first tried to argue in America that they were a class as an essential business, and that got shot down. Nobody, everyone knows it's not. But the difference is, this is a bit of a this is a high end consumer product. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as buying a video game, and I think as long as they know, the good thing about it is, right? That the PlayStation Five is sold out everywhere at the moment. The only way you could have got it is if you were on those initial two pre order runs. There's no in store that I know of. No install purchases that I know of, in there the are, UK no. at least.
2: In America, I think yeah. they've done 18... No, well, it was quite a big number, I think, for pre-orders. And then they have like maybe four consoles for in-store purchase. But in the UK, I don't think they are doing any of that.
0: The thing about it is they know the exact number of people that are going to be coming to the store. So for Test and Trace, which we have in the UK, it should be a one-and-done, pretty easy situation to manage. Because you know the max number of people that are going to be coming to that store... Between those hours.
1: Yeah. Because there's no other trading. But they're gonna be, you know, like if if I'm gonna pick up my PlayStation five, I'm gonna be there at eight AM, aren't I? I'm gonna be there on the dot. And so's the majority of people. I'm gonna be there how at are they twenty. Gonna deal, how are they gonna deal with that? Yeah. Well, I'd be camping out the night before. It's right. PS five. Well, Come on, not guys. Doing that, but... I'm getting there for half
0: seven again. So you'll From be back at
1: the queue. You'll be behind all these neck breathers. Probably <laughs> but it doesn't
0: it doesn't matter because the thing about it is we've had so much training now in terms of we've lived with this for such a long time, we can socially distance for two meters down when everything else is going to be closed. Sure. It's not like as if it's going to be in the middle of the day. It's going to be in the morning. There's, I live in a tiny town, so there's not going to be too many people. Now, granted, the next podcast we do on the 20th, which will be the day after we've had a PlayStation 5, I may have a very different
2: story about this.
1: If but, you if you guys have got COVID, fuck me. Come on. Oh mate, I
2: hope I do. If I catch COVID, <laughs> if I catch COVID at this launch of PS Five, I get to stay home and do nothing except play my PS Five. I don't see the issue. I think it'd be
1: the perfect win win scenario. Well, let's hope you don't die, Spencer, from from COVID. Well, Otherwise, I'm, we'll be I'm hunting a young, for a new. Uh, I'm a young boy, a new mate. podcaster. Um, if people want to get their applications in early. Um PS We Trust at gmail.com just in case Spencer gets COVID while he picks up his PS five. I think if anybody has
0: COVID and they want to make sure that Spence can actually get there for eight o'clock in the morning so he doesn't have to go to college, can you please go and see Spencer a couple of days before and just cough on it? And he'll he'll sit there with his mouth open, ready. I will lick you on. So tongue. that you can He will do it. He'll do it. That's and... how he
1: accepts most visitors. <laughs> mouth open. <laughs> So what, what about yourself, Phil? You Obviously, you're working from home at the moment, right? Sure. I haven't been out of my house, mate. Well, I, I, I've i been to Weatherspoons, <laughs> wore the mask in. Um, but we, we sat away from everybody and we had a couple of pints and then we walked back. But, uh, you know, outside of that, I've been keeping, you know, pretty COVID secure in the house over in Bristol. So a
0: work and a mind about the fact that for some reason, halfway through the day when your Amazon delivery arrives, you're no
1: longer reachable in the office? Oh, mate, I, I've booked the day off. I'm ready for it. I, I, I have the uh, the 19th off. So hopefully that gives me enough time. or Hopefully Amazon deliver at the right point in the day. Yeah, that's I crazy. Play otherwise the 19th is just a, game, a, a day of me playing League of Legends. Either way, it's win-win, isn't it? I can, I can play some games. If I um, were in your we'll situation,
2: see. I definitely would have booked the 20th rather than the 19th. Because they could order that. They could like deliver that PS5 at like 8pm.
1: Amazon have never done me wrong. They've never done me dirty mm-hmm. so far. What about right. during a COVID and I,
2: crisis time?
1: And I pre order a lot of games from Amazon. Yeah. Because they've never let me down. I I know everyone has their own affinity um to 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 people that like deliver games. I know Davy's a big shop to guy. Shop to boy. Yeah. But but for me, Amazon never let me down. So, you know, nineteenth is booked off. Twentieth is a Friday. So I'll be okay. That's fair.
0: Well I've booked I booked from the nineteenth off all the following week as well. So I have already told work that I am not reachable. My <laughs> phone will not be on. I don't care what's happening at work. I am not to be disturbed. My wife cracked me up today, actually. We were driving home, and I said, oh, my God, I can't believe in two weeks' time we'll be playing PlayStation 5. She says, you've talked more about the PlayStation 5 coming out than you did about the birth of our son. Because my wife had a cesarean, so we knew the date. And I said, well, the thing about it is, honey, I've, I've got him for the rest of my life. Whereas I said, the PlayStation only comes around once every 10 years. <laughs> I said, I've never had a console day one, but I said I had a kid day one. So I said, it's you, just a bit of a, it's not a novel experience, is it? You could have another
1: child though, Davey. Exactly. I could him. just
0: crack another kid out, no problem. But I can't crack a, a PlayStation 6 out. You <laughs> so crack a kid out at any time. Having, having a kid's great. The PlayStation 5, I'll choose to stay up at night. Because when you're <laughs> a kid, he forces
2: me up at night. So that's that's the difference. Mate, similar kind of thing. Obviously not with my wife, as I don't have one. But um, obviously I'm playing Dark Souls 2 with Dan. And every time we're playing and we're progressing through the game, I'm like, oh mate, imagine if this was Demon Souls. I'm just, imagine this would look so much better on the PS5. And he's like, well, uh, last time we played, he'd had enough. And he was like, mate, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I was just like, mate, but but imagine we'll be able to see each other's point of views cuz of the new screen share and he's like shut up we're playing dark souls too it's it's mad though isn't it because
0: the hype the hype level i'm feeling now i don't think i've ever felt this level of hype uh, I've for never. a console release in my life and uh, it gets I'm more
1: just... and more each time
0: that a new console comes out doesn't it it does obviously you like, you've, you've I, done this video now a few times haven't you because i remember when the playstation 4 was coming out y- you were you were working with um, a few different people at a time, and you—you you got a chance to play the PlayStation Four way before me, and yeah, uh, yeah. and I remember I was just like describe to me what Killzone's like, <laughs> describe it, and you were like it's beautiful, mate, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I was I was in a very privileged uh, position during kind of uh, you know PlayStation Four and 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 the Xbox uh, coming out, I uh, got to play all those sort of before release. Which was incredible, and and go to the release parties uh, down in down in London, um, but yeah, yeah, it it was incredible. I, I didn't actually buy either, or didn't actually receive either of the consoles on launch. I bought them sort of slightly later, um, but I but I did get to play them on launch, which was which was quite special. Which console did you buy first out of the last generation? I actually bought the Xbox first because that was the one that uh, so my employer got that free. So we spent a lot of time with that. So I, I got to play the Titanfall game, all oh, right, which I fell in love with, and Killer Instinct, brilliant which game. I thought I was going to main. And it is a brilliant, brilliant game, to be game. Fair. I know it's a PlayStation podcast, but Killer Instinct, day one on, on the Xbox. Incredible. Well, Killer Instinct's on so, PC yep. now, so we
2: can talk about it with no remorse. Yeah, brilliant no, game. no
1: prejudice here. But uh, yeah, it was incredible. But now I have both, both consoles.
2: I
0: remember I got scammed on my PlayStation 4. I actually got scammed. It's the f- the only time I've ever been scammed in my entire life. And uh, and it was so obvious. And it's so easy to fall for. But I had a rude awakening with the PlayStation 4 in that I saw this Gumtree ad. And it was this... The PlayStation 4 was sold out everywhere. Couldn't get one. Missed it at launch. And it was coming close to January. It was January. And they were just starting to restock them. And so I thought, okay, well... This is my time to strike. I'd saved up money and I was it was tight for me at, home, at at the time. I was really struggling financially. It was an advert where this guy was saying, oh, I got PlayStation 4. I prefer to buy an Xbox, so I'm selling it for £300, right? Instead of the £350 asking price normally. Brilliant. Ended up sending him £300 before he delivered the PlayStation 4. Fucking idiot. Lost it all. Lost all my money. And I was in a situation then where it took me about four months at a time to save up 300 quid. I really was struggling. And I I, I knew that I had no chance. So that's why I think the PS5 for me has just got such a, strong, such a strong affinity for this launch, is that I've never, ever experienced a launch for console, day one. And so this is the first time in my life I've been able to do that. And I'm so excited for it. I just cannot wait.
1: Is that just PlayStation titles, or or have you have you got any other the consoles on launch? No, n- none of them, none of them. Oh, I really? mean, my my console spread, my console spread
0: is pretty um, pretty linear. To, linear, to be honest. I mean, um, my first console was a uh, Sega Mega Drive, which I Sega Mega Drive two, uh, oh. and I had that uh, when Sonic two was released. Sure. So you know, a couple of years after the launch of the console, my PS one I got around the same time as Crash Bandicoot two came out.
1: Your Nintendo um, Wii, you like sold just so you could go to I was it Ibiza? Yeah, Magaluf. Magaluf, right, right right I, right, right. I bought I bought my my Wii
0: because uh, Wii was a console it was hard to find. I had no interest in the Wii. I thought it was a laughing stock console until I played it, pissed up by my mates playing Wii Sports, and it sold me on the console, and that put me off buying a PS3. And I didn't buy a PS3 until a year after it came out. Sure, um, but I bought my Wii about four months after it came out. Um, so I've never had one, I've never had a console wow. day and day, so Shop this is my me. first one so it's revolutionary for me so COVID or not, I don't give a shit nothing's stopping me from
2: getting there um, me myself, I've only ever had a single thing on launch and it was the Nintendo Switch and I went to game, the same game I'm going to be going to to get my PS5 and I was there at 11.30 oh, no, I was there like roughly 11 o'clock thinking there was going to be a big queue no one showed up for about half an hour and I thought Jesus Christ, am I just here on my own? So my gym was around the corner, and it's 24-7, so I went in the gym for a bit, did a little run on the treadmill, and then I came back out, no one was there still. 12 o'clock goes by, I'm still first in line, no one's there, and as it hits 12, then there's like maybe seven people that come and join me, and that was it for the entire night. So I'm not sure if PS5, I imagine PS5 is going to have a much larger like amount of stock, and a much larger amount of people coming to get one at the 8am launch, I was amazed. Seven people, roughly. It was like seven or ten people, and that was it. And some guy came in asking to buy one, like, right there and then. He said, could I get Breath of the Wild on a Switch, please? And he said, the guy said, not a chance. Because all they had was ten Switches. Is that it for the entire store? That was literally it. Whereas PS5, I imagine they're going to have, like, probably 40, maybe more, maybe less. I imagine there'll be an actual queue at 8am for the PS5. What I'm surprised about... And this is a this is a big thing that that I am I
0: was I'm actually really really shocked by uh, that I haven't seen more of. Obviously, with a console, you get the pre-orders go live, and everyone goes mental, don't they? Everyone pre-orders, and websites don't normally stop the amount of people that are pre-ordering. So you normally get that immediate thing a couple of weeks later where they're canceling everybody's pre-orders. Yeah, I know Amazon had a bit of this, and and America suffered with
2: this with Walmart and a few others. I think Shop Two did it as well. Did they really? Yeah, Shop Two did it. As, as well, like all around the UK and stuff. A lot of people's orders got cancelled.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad because I order through Game, which is something I don't typically do. Yeah. And I haven't heard a single thing happen with Game. No. Which is really surprising to me because
1: they've always messed
0: up every single pre-order cycle for anything I can think of.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? Once someone does you dirty, you don't want to go back to them. And I think for me, you know, I'm, Amazon have uh, uh, I've never messed up. So... uh Fingers crossed, it arrives early morning on the 19th and I'm able to play it. Otherwise, as I said to you guys, I'll just be playing League of Legends. Well, we'll pick this up in two weeks, I guess. We'll see, what we'll is... see, we yeah. will see. Right, boys, so my
2: topic this week, or my first topic, I should say, is that it's not even a PS5-centered uh, like centered one, it's about the PS4, and that's that recently there have been patches for both The Last of Us Remastered and Until Dawn, which have drastically cut the load times. For Until Dawn, it went from 40 second load times to deleting them entirely. There are now no load times on Until Dawn, and The Last of Us has gone from 90 second load times to roughly 13, 14 seconds. So, is that going to make you play The Last of Us again for another time? Yes, 100%. I'm I'm probably. (laughs) I don't. I don't know if I'll play it again on PS4, but I know we're getting it for free on PS Collection anyway. So I'm a hundred percent, hundred percent playing it after I beat Spider Man.
1: It does seem strange that they're sort of patching these games so late on to the 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 cycle of the console. You know, we we've obviously got PlayStation Five coming out real soon. So why do you think they're they're, they're patching these consoles, especially for loading times? Anyway, on PS4, why what why do you think they're doing it?
2: Right, I'm I'm I've been trying to figure this out myself as well. I think they've just figured something out. I'm not sure if it's to do with what they said before about not having to have like copies of the same files in games and stuff. I know that's about the storage size, but maybe when they like load stuff in, it doesn't have to copy the wrong stuff. But surely that'd be more of a PlayStation
0: 5 thing, right? Because with PS4, if it's affecting the load times on PS4,
2: the duplication needs to be there for PS4 because there's no SSD in place, right? maybe i i'm not entirely sure myself all i know is that this has been patched in a way that just
1: cuts the load time drastically so so at at the end of a sort of console generation obviously we we, we've had the ps4 now quite a few years so developers are really used to the 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 technology the architecture how how to develop games for it they've now got their ps5 and and you know they, they they spent a short period with it so generally at the start, there there is a weird kind of juxtaposition between sort of the levels that games are at. Right. I, I, I know between the last console generation, some games between the PS3 and the PS4, the PS3 games were a lot better than the PS4 re- like launch console games. Right. Would you would you say that? No. When you
0: compared if you compare like Killzone Shadowfall to The Last of Us one.
1: I th- I think Killzone Shadowfall is is probably the standout. Um, yeah with within ps4 because yes it definitely shows off the graphics gorilla gorilla just
0: have such an but understanding but of what them is them.
1: possible with those consoles at the time after having such a de- long development process do you not think that like sometimes the older consoles might be able to produce better like platforms for these games that are coming out especially the games that like span both console generations I think it's a bit of a tricky one right yeah because the thing that's happened on PlayStation
0: 4 recently is we've mm-hmm. just upgraded to new firmware. Sure. Now we don't know exactly what that firmware does. We know we know obviously the the physical changes in terms of the PlayStation app's been totally reworked now and it works absolutely fantastic. It's actually incredible. It's a really really good app now. Yeah, to I looked at it was. today. It feels amazing. It's so much better. It's actually so much better. It's unreal. Obviously with PS5, all the new all the UI and everything is all. Baked into around, around speed and making it easy to use. So, the firmware for PS4 is supposed to work in tandem with PS5. So, I don't know if that's done something on the back end. But the thing that makes it a little bit confusing to me is that it's only select games and they're first party games, as far as I'm aware, that have had this happen to them. So, it must be an objective choice from PlayStation to change these games. Now, Sure. The thing that is interesting is that all of these games that have been patched, to my understanding, are included as part of the PS Plus Collection. So do you think it's something to make it work better with PS5 or or something else entirely spent?
2: I think, I think you are right in saying they're doing this for PS Collection. I think they've changed the way the loading works to benefit PS5. But people are seeing the benefits now. So do you think this is going to
0: come then to... Uncharted 4 and some of the other games that were included as part of the PlayStation collection.
2: The first party games probably likely yeah. Whereas like Battlefield 1 and um games similar to that probably not. Maybe like I I'm definitely not one to say. But the first party games I reckon definitely yeah. Uncharted 4 100% and um Ratchet and Clank and all those games yeah we probably will. I mean I'm hopeful I'm hopeful for it because these load times are insane.
1: I do like the idea that they're still iterating over games and still making them better, right? Yeah. So they might be games that you've bought in the past and they are making them better for your money, right? Mm -hmm. So I could could appreciate any of that. It's a bit of a double-edged sword, I think, with patches because you also get the
0: inevitable issue of when do you buy the game? Because do you buy it at the start when it's objectively (laughs) at its worst or do you buy it Much later on, a year or two later, when patches are done, and it's better. 100%
1: agree with you, mate. It's a difficult thing to... It's a difficult
0: thing because you want to be part of the conversation, obviously. You want to be, especially if you're excited for a game, you want to be there day one. But you're objectively getting a worse experience than people who buy it a year or two down the line for a cheaper price as well. So, for example, I bought Days Gone and I played it six months after release. Now, that game got reviewed horrendously compared to what it actually is, and it's because it was full of technical issues. When I played it, there was still the odd technical issue, but it wasn't prevalent, whereas the reviewer's experience was that it was a buggy mess. So it benefited me, me playing it that much later on. But at the same time, by the time I played it, everyone else had played it, so I couldn't really have much of a conversation
2: with somebody. Uh, I'd like to make one counter-argument to Davey's point. Whereas, why would you uh, like it's more how it's more beneficial to play a game later on in its lifespan than at launch? Um, is a very specific argument, and it might not be one that holds up because it's due to DLC. But would you rather have played Smash 4 pre uh, Bayonetta or after Bayonetta? Because you're saying the longer a game lives, the better the experience. However, that very much wasn't the case of Smash 4. That's a very
0: good point, Spencer. It's a tricky one, isn't it? It is a tricky one. Because. In that scenario, if you've got no other knowledge of the game pre-Bayonetta, you've got no reason to hate her because you you, you don't know what it was like before. So as far as you're aware, you just know about Bayonetta and you could just play Bayonetta and you've got no... It's like any other top tier at that point, isn't it? Yeah, but it's she not, was such a viable. prevalent
2: top tier. that like even, even coming into the game new, you would either be forced to play Bayonetta or lose to Bayonetta and you wouldn't understand the why, you know?
0: The bigger argument I can give to my own point: come into the conversation late, especially in the world of social media, is you've got the more chance of being spoiled of had the experience spoiled for you. True. So we're, we're coming to, obviously Mars Morales a week later than our American friends, right? And so it means that for that entire week, before the game comes out and the weeks following, you've got to be extremely careful on social media because there's going to be spoilers everywhere so that's the danger I would say is coming to the conversation late is that even if you don't give a shit about speaking to the game about anybody else if you've got any gaming circles on Twitter Facebook any social media you will have things spoiled for you that's true and and that is the biggest detriment to me personally coming to the conversation late especially for a game I care about
2: yeah that's what I was going to add to your point is you have to pick your battles Whereas if it's a game you know you're gonna love regardless of how far down the line it is, you want it as early as you can. Where like such as Miles Morales, so you want to get the story before it's spoiled to
1: you. I think it depends on the game, right? Because there's there's many games. Um, I've I've got a huge back catalog, right, that I look at, and they haven't been spoiled for me. I think it depends on the game and depends how much hype's behind that game. Such as Miles Morales, there's massive hype, right? So everyone's going to talk about it. But Doom 2, I don't know what happens in Doom 2. No one's talked about Doom 2, right? I know it's a crazy game. I know it's great, right? And I want to play it. But it hasn't been sport for me.
0: And like you say, it depends on what the game is. So sure. when it came to The Last of Us 2, we were all day one on it. Like all of us were playing it immediately.
2: I was day one. I was day one, and I still got spoiled.
1: Let me let me jump in, right? So shit, that is. The Last of Us, the original Last of Us, I played that way late. I played the remake because you bought it again for my birthday, <laughs> forcing me into all these terrible games, which actually turn out to be quite good. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that wasn't spoiled for me. I didn't know the end. But you're on a different level to that, though, because you're coming to
0: it so late, so late. that nobody so even late. talks about it anymore in that way in that
1: way that, that is very true
2: no, to that be fair I, I could add that to that phil's way. point whereas i played spider-man after you finished it like directly after you finished it so maybe like two months after launch i hadn't i hadn't been spoiled on it whatsoever i played last of us very late i i've been i, I watched a let's play when it came out so i couldn't have been spoiled but i hadn't seen spoilers i have no idea how horizon finishes persona 5 i bought my ps4 4 still i haven't finished it i have no idea how it ends a lot of the big games, if if you know where to avoid, I think you're good at
1: like avoiding spoilers. Davey, if you want me to spoil League of Legends, basically you kill them Nexus, the crystal, the crystal. Yes, you kill the crystal at the end. So that spoilers. There it is. Okay. All right. All right. No, I, I, <laughs> I
0: think I think you're right. I think there there come certain things, right? And there's certain things that after a time scale, and it's an unproven time scale. No one set it. But it becomes a certain point where then it's free and it's open to discuss. So, for example, for example, if you look at movies, right, no one thinks twice about saying that Darth Vader is, is Luke's dad, right? Whoa! Like, <laughs> so no one thinks twice about that because that is such... Like, everyone knows that. Yeah. I think the rule is... Thing.
1: I think the rule is, if it's in the Simpsons, it's okay to reference, <laughs> and that's completely fine, right? If the Simpsons are bringing out episodes and they reference it, you could talk about it freely. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I think that's probably yeah. right
0: because that's a good they, rule. They become, they, there's a certain point where, like, if we're talking about any games, we're not going to spoil a single thing from any of the place. I wouldn't spoil anything from the PS3 or PS4 generation on this podcast. I just won't. No. But if we're talking PS2 or PS1. Then I think that's totally fair and that's open. You've had enough time, like you're talking fifteen odd years for for PS two.
1: I can spoil the newest FIFA if you like.
0: <laughs> I'd rather not, mate. I don't wanna. I don't wanna know. I don't wanna know if Alan is still playing for Newcastle or whoever he's playing for.
1: Well, I don't Liber- need to know. Liber- Liverpool won the league last year, so. Uh,
0: oh, mate! Don't tell just, me about it.
1: Just, just to bring that in. <laughs> Wait, so Jesus. that that that's what that's what happens in the newest US FIFA, if you like. That's
0: gonna fall. That's gonna spoil FIFA yeah. twenty for me, or FIFA nineteen when I get to that in six years. When you buy that <laughs> for me for my birthday.
1: Oh, the the year before someone else. It, it ain't Liverpool.
0: <laughs> but this is this is the this is the thing about it. I think you've got like a statute limitation, but it also comes down to how toxic the gaming the gaming sphere is for yeah. that game. So. For example, The Last of Us 2, when that came out, that was an extremely toxic launch because people were not happy about what happened to one of the key characters. Granted, it happens early enough that it's not even a major spoiler, but it's still a, a big spoiler for people who don't know. And that was everywhere. That was everywhere. And literally everything you see, you can piece enough
1: from what people are posting that you can figure out what the hell happened, yeah. right? I, I think that's one that I actually had to actively avoid because I knew that you know after, after you you forced me to play the original Last of Us, which I loved um, I had to play Last of Us 2 on launch um, and yeah, that was definitely something that I was avoiding on social media because I'm not one to put my head down and, and, and roll through the games really fast, right I, I I like to take my time and let it play out within its own speed. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely had to avoid social media with Last of Us 2. See, with
2: me, I avoided social media the entire time for Last of Us 2 because I was I was so looking forward to it. I loved Last of Us 1 is still my favorite game. And Last of Us 2, I was nothing but hype. I was avoiding everything. But I made the mistake of streaming my run of uh, Last of Us 1. So someone just came into my stream and just spoiled it for me right then and there. It's fucking awful. And that's what it's happened awful. to me. And then that was the only spoiler I got. And luckily, like Davy said, it does happen very early on. And it is a it is a massive spoiler. I would never spoil that for anyone, but it happened. I'm it's I'm lucky they didn't well. they didn't spoil how yeah. or when or anything. But yeah, it happens. People love to spoil stuff. But the thing is, as soon as you get a beloved game So for for example, a
0: game like Bioshock, right? I'm not gonna spoil it, obviously, I'm not gonna spoil it here. There's something that happens in Bioshock, which is Everyone who's played Bioshock knows what I'm even remotely talking about. They do. And I'm not giving anything away. But there's something in there which just completely changes the game. And it changes your entire outlook on it. And it's absolutely fantastic. I haven't, had, I haven't had an experience like that in a long time. It's absolutely phenomenal. Nobody talks about that openly. And the good thing is that if people do talk about it openly it's such a throwaway thing that nobody who doesn't who hasn't played it would know what they're talking about because nobody goes in and disrespects it by giving that away to new people. And I think if it's a critically beloved game or, or a widely popular game that people love and there's no toxicity, people are respectful towards each other. Yeah. But as soon as you get something that people disagree on, especially with Last of Us 2, I haven't seen a launch like that in a long time. And to, in my opinion, as, as we said, Spence, on our spoiler cast that we did a while ago, I don't agree with anybody who writes the game off based on the spoilers without playing it. I can see the faults that people have with the game. I can see them. I don't agree with them. Well, as we all said uh, on our first ever episode, it's our game of the generation. I I just do not understand why somebody would go out to spoil it for somebody else. I just cannot get into that mindset. It's
1: video games bullying, if you ask me coming in and just spoiling your game for you because you pay your 40 or your 50 pounds, don't you, to try and like live out that story. It's the same as like movies, isn't it? Someone just telling you the end of it. It's just... You don't can need you, it.
0: Can you imagine being in the queue for the cinema and somebody coming out and telling you the ending? <laughs> it's just fucking horrendous. I mean, that's the Simpsons joke, isn't it? The Star Wars, but... It's exactly that. It's just fucking horrendous. You just wouldn't do it. And the problem is that people on the internet are like fucking ass clients. And, and that's just the way it is. But...
1: You can't change people, I guess. You just have to uh, ban those keywords on Twitter, I think. Mate,
2: I remember. I have like a little story. Just play your games fast. Yeah, play your games fast. That's what I tried to do. Play your Um, games fast. I have a little story, right? Just hardcore. I don't know if you boys have seen Hacksaw Ridge starring Andrew Garfield. Not yet. No, it's on my watch list. Right, well, I won't say it then. Jesus Christ, I was literally going to spoil it. I won't. Uh, But I watched it. I was watching it upstairs, and I, I was literally maybe 20 minutes into it. And I walked downstairs, and I was like, oh, I'm watching Hacksaw Ridge. And she went, oh, I've seen that. That's the one where he <laughs> and literally spoiled the ending for me.
0: That's the kind of thing where you're allowed to just go punch her.
2: Yeah. I think wow. that's
0: fine. I think that's
2: fine. I literally just looked at her, and I was just like, what What do you mean? <laughs> What's the point of me watching the next hour? I still watched it. It was a brilliant movie. But why would you do that? Like, At least be like, oh, how far in are you? First before you say anything. It's the same same thing,
0: that if you watch something with somebody else who's hyped about it, right, and they've seen it before and they're introducing you, they're like, oh, the next bit's so hype. <laughs> and you're oh. like, oh, fuck's sake. You're like, now you're getting my hopes up. And I, I've got to check myself because I'm really bad for that. So I, I have to always check myself and I, I know I'm guilty of that.
1: The only time it's happened to me is, um, so I, w- I, went to the c- I went to the cinema to watch uh, the original Iron Man, the first oh, one. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, you remember the uh, the comic book guy who used to live in Caldecott, Simmons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went with him to watch it, and he had already seen it, and he was basically repeating the words before Robert Downey Jr. was saying them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That, that was the worst experience ever. But outside of that really bad experience, I don't feel like I've had games spoiled for me. I feel like a lot of my sort of in a circle of people I, I I play games with, you know, you included, haven't really spoiled games. I think they have that that level of respect where they're just like, do you know what? We'll we'll let him experience that. Yeah. You know, God of war, you've been very careful. I think it's important.
0: And I think yeah. everyone needs to take a bit of social responsibility to to know there's somebody else who probably hasn't experienced that. And if it's a great game and you're excited for it, or even if you think it's a trash game, don't rob the experience from someone else. Don't be a prick. There's no need for it. It's just out of line, in my opinion, anyway. Just
2: don't don't be excited about telling them what you've experienced. Be excited to discuss your experiences together after the fact, you know? Exactly.
0: So that's why, Phil, you need to play the rest of God of War. <laughs> so there's been some big news over the last couple of weeks. There was a game that was coming out originally for launch called Destruction All-Stars.
1: Have you boys heard of it at all?
2: Yeah, 100%. It looks great, but not worth the price
1: at all. Yeah, I've seen a, seen, seen a lot on Twitter. It's been uh, popping up quite a lot.
0: Basically, the game is kind of like an eSports, e-sports Twisted Metal Black with Fortnite influence, right? A, a little bit sus. It looked like a game that I was happy to check out, but I wouldn't want to pay for it. Yeah. Well, the game has been delayed until February. Fortunately for us, it's included day one on release in PlayStation Plus. So what are your thoughts on that? What
1: what do you think about that? Do you think that's a wise decision? I feel like it's a good move because from what I've seen about the game, I don't know who's buying that on launch. Yeah, exactly. Like, what what's their target market really? Right? Is it is it racers? Who's buying that game? People that hate Spider Man and Dark Souls.
2: <laughs> that's their target audience. That's all it could possibly be. As, as
1: especially with the price of you know you know PS five games like. Who's going to spend that money on, on on that type of game? I don't know yeah. be- because it is the first in the franchise. It might come along and blow everyone's socks off, and it might be incredible, right? And then the version two, okay, we'll pay for it. But I, I don't understand who's buying that day one.
0: I'm exactly the same boat as you boys. Like I mean, the thing about it is you got seventy quid right for a PlayStation Five game, and for a game that is specifically for online play you need to have an audience there to be able to back it. You think about a game like Rocket League, right? Rocket League was day one on PlayStation Plus, and that is where a lot of people found out about the game first and gave it a try before it found other successful platforms in PC and all the other consoles. Sure. So a game like Destruction All-Stars, which is reliant on having that base there of people to play it, if you think you've got a couple of million PlayStation 5s in the wild, at least the game's got a chance to succeed, at that point,
1: right? When I read it, I was just hoping for you know PlayStation All Stars. I was just hoping for the final <laughs> game, mate. bring it back. I gotta say, what is up with that name though? The Stretch All Stars.
0: Why All Stars? Like this is the thing about it. Like like Phil said, everyone's gonna think
2: about PlayStation All Stars. I don't understand why didn't it just Twisted Metal? I don't think it's like that kind of idea. It's similar as in, you know, like you have the NBA All-Stars and such. I think they're trying to view it as like a Destruction Derby sport type thing. So it's the Destruction
1: All-Stars. Well, the thing about, you know, PlayStation All-Stars was it's All-Stars. It's all the characters you know. So it's Nathan Drake. It's Kratos. You know, it, it it's all the players you know from PlayStation and love from PlayStation. But um, the this new racing game, I, I don't recognize anyone within it. Just like with PlayStation All Stars, the fact you got Lara Croft or
0: oh, or Crash oh, or or oh. man, PlayStation All Stars, PlayStation All Stars, such a such a waste, man. It had the like, guy from Dead
1: could... Space. Dead Space.
0: It did have Isaac Clarke. So Isaac. I was happy
1: there we Isaac. go. There we
0: go. It had my main, which is Raiden. So uh, or Raiden. So I'm 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 happy about that. But
1: and it and it had the cake girl. Yeah. Fat princess. Fat, Fat princess. princess. There Fat we princess. go. That was big. That was
2: a- that was a great PlayStation, uh, PlayStation game. I remember but... I played Dante in that game. Of course you did. Of course I did, you did, mate. I did. Although it was DMC Dante. It wasn't original Dante.
1: Such a simp for Dan- Dante.
2: He is such a
0: simp. So what I wanted to ask is, obviously, with it going on to PlayStation Plus from launch, Phil, last week we discussed about the fact about you potentially changing to using a UK-based account instead of your us one so that you could access dlc if you wanted to and as you're not tied to the trophy system in the same way that i am it shouldn't be too much of a a risk you moving over to your uk have you thought about that anymore have you thought about what you're going to do
1: moving forward for the next generation i've been i've been watching a lot of the youtube videos you guys have been linking me and 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 stuff i've been seeing on twitter Mm -hmm. and and potentially it might change right potentially I might have the option to select the country I'm from. Because I know when you move over to PlayStation 5, you get to sign in with your your username and then fill out some details. So potentially at that point, they might give you the option to select which country that you tie to within PS5. I don't know yet. Do you have any more information on that? No. We spoke privately a while ago.
0: Uh, when we were trying to figure out what your unique situation was with your US account being in the UK, and I looked into the TNCs, it's pretty clear in there that if you move territory, you've got to create a new PSN account. It's pretty clear. It's shit.
1: It's It horrendous. seems so unfair, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: it's crazy. There are a lot of other services. Like, um, Phil plays a lot of League, and uh, with League of Legends, say, like, you move somewhere, you can just change server. You can pay, I think it's £15, and then you just change your server. So it's strange that PlayStation doesn't offer the same service. To be honest, we've only just got the ability to change our names.
0: And even then, (laughs) it doesn't work that well. Um, Xbox don't have this problem. Xbox, you can just change your server location. It's absolutely fine. So with PlayStation, it is a specific PlayStation issue. But I wouldn't be surprised, Phil... If you cannot do this on PS5, I will be mega surprised if you can. I
1: don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Historically, PlayStation have been terrible with their back office. Sort in the nuts and bolts of the architecture of like accounts and how they sync and what country they go to. PlayStation, that's not their thing. Xbox, no. as you said, they've got they've got all that shit worked out right. They are software guys, they get that right. But PlayStation, it's just not their thing. I just feel. The way I play PlayStation, it is it, probably just not gonna happen, is it? If I'm gonna play on my original account, it's gonna stay as an American account. You know? If I'm praying to the PlayStation gods, I'm hoping for them to unify all the stores and for them to be across the board. But I see you guys shaking your heads and I know it's not gonna happen. It's I don't know why I don't know why it can't happen. In this day and age, why can't it happen, right? Steam does it. Every big producer of games, every big like marketplace of games, can handle multiple countries. But PlayStation is just like, Do you know what? We can't. <laughs> I can understand why they can't handle it in different countries because
0: there's different there's different consumer rights and there's different there's different legalities for a different region. So I can understand why it would be a segregated marketplace in that aspect. What I don't understand is that for your purchases that you have on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 etc cetera, etc cetera, going back to PS3 whatever why can't you just select a different region and it all come with you that's yeah. what i don't understand i think that's bullshit but hmm. that's the hand that you're dealt with so the question i got is with the launch of the new console you've got a chance especially as you don't care you don't care about trophies right you you've already said that yourself you've earned your trophies on your PlayStation 4 profile which is on your US account Would you start fresh with your UK account on PS5? Your trophies will be linked to there. But at least if you get the ability to buy DLC if you wanted to, which granted you might not, but who knows? Miles Miles Morales could have some cracking DLC. A game that you really care about could have some amazing DLC. Or the ability that if there was a game that came out that took your interest and you wanted to play online, even if it was for a month or something, you have that ability to do you think you're going to change your account?
1: I appreciate the way you have set up this question, right, Davey? But how many years have you known me? Here's the question. A long time. Uh, over 12 years.
0: But you, if you think about it, it's only over this generation that we haven't played online
1: together. And and I am stubborn. When, when I stick to a point, <laughs> I stick to a point. Right? And I, I'm sure that's what you want me to admit.
0: Not at all. Not at all. I, I, ult- I ultimately just want to know what you want to do because you've got the ability now for a clean slate for PS5. But I
1: did but I did with PS4, right? But you were kinda of stung
0: because PS3 was fine with it. So it was kind of a unintended an un- unintentional consequence of PS4. But you know now what's gonna happen to you for PS5. Unless unless things change, but
1: you know what's gonna happen. But ultimately, from my point of view, and you'll definitely disagree with me, I don't feel like I don't feel like I've lost Anything from not being able to download DLC on PS4. What PS4 have I missed out on? Tell me something that's iconic and and groundbreaking that I've missed out on PS4 that I wouldn't be able to buy. You've missed out on Helldivers with the boys. I could totally understand the community stuff, right? And and yeah, fair play. That's cool, right? I could totally understand the community stuff. But when I'm talking about like AAA titles and I'm talking about DLC, what have I missed out? And I don't think you could answer me on that one. The problem is, the one
0: piece of proper, um, supposed to be amazing content, I haven't played it myself. And that's supposed to be the Horizon Frozen Wilds DLC, supposed to be incredible. Sure. You and me have both played Horizon. Sure.
1: I love Horizon. Loved it.
0: Yeah, it's a great game. And that DLC is supposed to be incredible. That that I, was actually I one it. of my
1: platinums, uh, Spencer. So uh chalk another one up to Team Hoy. <laughs> Great <laughs> you game, that as that well. Me? <laughs> you
2: <laughs> because you're
0: that you're, that you're me? the one you're the mug of only two platform platinums and they're both on fucking telltale games.
2: Yeah, but I don't care that much. I'm, I'm human.
0: Shit rolls downhill, Spence. Alright. So you've got from sixty five down to ten or whatever Phil's got, down to two. And Phil's ten games that he's got are legit. So I gotta side with him on that. It's actually a compliment from David. Jesus Christ! I know you've only got ten mates. So you're still a scrub, but <laughs> I mean the the thing about it is the Spider-Man DLC w- was fun. It was fun, but it, I wouldn't say it was iconic by any no. stretch. It didn't add anything to the story, did it? No. And the Last of Us DLC um, for the first game, which was included as part of the remaster, is fun, but I wouldn't say that's iconic. The le- is it left behind?
2: Yes, yeah, Spence, behind. you
0: played it, right? Yeah, yeah, it is and that's fun, but I wouldn't say that's iconic. There's there's very few
1: games that have proper iconic DLC. There there has been one DLC which I've I've always like wanted to play, and and that was the Resident Evil uh, DLC. I I've heard that's pretty good for which game? For for Resident Evil Seven. It's all free,
0: so you might be able to download that on your profile. I can't. I can't. Yeah, you play as Chris. You you play as Chris,
1: and you go through the mansion, and this what relives the story. It's called the Ending of Zoe, I think. That's the one, yeah. Because I've got a British game on an American console, and what I'm trying to download is American DLC. And for whatever reason, PlayStation is just like, do you know what? You can't connect the two, even though on PlayStation 3 it worked. If you want my opinion, which you probably don't. Sure. Oh, of course
0: I I'll do. Give you my... Come on. I'll, g- Come I'll on. give you my opinion, and then, Spence, I, I think it would be worth you being impartial to this
2: as well. I have a workaround for Phil's situation, to be fair. I have a workaround, but voice your opinion first.
0: So what I'm thinking you do, You've got your trophies that are tied to your PS4 account. Sure. So if someone was to ever question your manlyhood and which say they don't, you know, which which
1: which has never happened, mate. They just
0: we, know they, just we go, know they have, because I have in the pub, right? So if you get somebody else come up to you and they say to you, Oh, how many platinums you got, right? You can still say, I've got ten. Right? Because you can show them your American profile. But What I'm thinking is you've got a brand new chance for a fresh slate on PS5, especially as your backlog's so big, you're not going to get to your PS4 collection. You're probably not ever, right? So they're going to be in the dust. You've got a brand new backlog building up on PS5 you don't get to. Start fresh on a UK account, That then you've got the ability that if you want to have a trial month on PlayStation Plus, if you wanted to download DLC to Spider-Man Miles Morales or to whatever game you're playing, like Resident Evil Village is next year. I can't wait for that. That's going to be big. There could be some fucking incredible DLC or some incredible experience that comes out that you can only buy digitally. If PS4 is anything to live by, DLC is a waste of time. There's a lot of digital-only games, though, that are really good. The problem is there could be a game come out that really tickles your fancy and you have no way of actually playing it at the moment. Whereas all you have to do is start a UK account. That's my advice.
1: It's up to you what oh, you do. Yeah. No, no, no. And your advice has been pretty good on games so far. So you, you've you taught me about The Last of Us. You've taught me about God of War, which potentially I'll play a little bit more. But, but on this one, it, it's very hard to swallow that pill and say, do you know what? You're right. Because PS4 has taught me that DLC is a waste of time. I, there's nothing on there that I want and I don't play online I play PC online I don't play PS4 online so potentially we'll, we'll just see what happens when I set up the account I got a game for you
0: hit me <laughs> I got a game for you before we move on to Spence Street Fighter 6 right if Street Fighter 6 comes out and Street I imagine
1: Fire 5 fucked me over
0: yeah, I know. None of us like Street Fighter Five. None of us did. No, yeah, none uh, of us did. And if you like Street Fighter Five, then you're only playing it because either a) you're really good at Street Fighter and you need the money, and that's where <laughs> the money is, or b) you're just a mug and you never play Street Fighter Four, so all for strike. Street Fighter Five so,
1: is so much better. So than Street good, Fighter v. mate. So much better. Yeah,
0: it's incredible. So, but say say for example, Capcom say right, it's the final. This is it. Now we've signed another exclusive deal with Sony. It's PS Five. And PC. and PC,
1: no one's So I ever got PC, a problem. No. You've already answered your question, mate.
0: You wouldn't play it on PC. You know you wouldn't. Why wouldn't I? i would never known you play a fighting game on PC, ever.
1: Well, I, I might now. You know. No, you <laughs> won't.
0: So, so if you turn around and you say, right, okay, Street Fighter Six, and right. you're in it, and you're in it like I you mean, were on Street Fighter Four. You and me are both playing it. We're playing it all the time, and you, you're playing it offline. That's fine. You don't need PlayStation Plus, right? But then new characters come out and you want to buy the new characters you cannot do it you physically cannot do it
1: that that's that's my resting point that's what happened with the uh, the latest street fire actually yeah so I kind of like really invested in Street fire started playing it quite a lot and then I was I realized that shit I can't actually get the newest character so fuck it just drop the game like, bin the game off you can just avoid that entirely by a new user that that's my last point I'll give you just just for you to think about. There's so many options in this world, isn't there? So many ways to play games, so many platforms to play games. If someone puts a barrier in my way, like they they have with PlayStation, then I'll I'll, I'll find my way around it. And I think it is the same with a lot of people that 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 play games. They don't want to play all pay all these extra fees and you know all all these extra levels for like characters and stuff, do they? Um, by the
2: sounds of it, mate, when the PlayStation put that barrier in front of you, you didn't find your way around it. You kind of just dropped dead in front of it.
1: Oh, I just got rid of it,
2: mate. <laughs> I think that barrier is still there and you're just in front of it staring at it.
1: I think I was lucky enough that <laughs>
2: the the new Street Fighter wasn't that popular. Yeah, you were. You were quite lucky with that. I Not a lot of people like Street Fighter v. Um My workaround for you, mate, as you said, Resident Evil 7 DLC is the only DLC you've ever really been interested in. Is if you're willing to wait a, like a few days, you will get a downloadable version of Resident Evil 7 on your PS5, and you just get the DLC there. And you can play the DLC then on your next gen console, rather than having to use your UK disc version. Of course, with the PlayStation Collection, right? Yeah, well, so you'll get Resident Evil 7 for free on PS Collection, and you just that will likely be an American version, seeing as you're an American account, and then you just get the American DLC. No, the, the problem with that plan is he needs to have PlayStation Plus
0: for
1: the PlayStation collection. So you can't. He oh, can't true. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's not an option. Yeah. It, it is difficult, guys, right? I, it, we're, no, we're not going to solve it, I think. The only
0: option you've got is either literally to say, look, I'm going to stubborn it out yeah. on a US, but I gain nothing from that other than having everything tied under one account. Or you just say, that's it. I got my UK account already set up. I I know I've already got trophies on it because I I, I remember I playing on the UK one before.
1: It's just the way I play games, guys. You know, like PlayStation for me is is, is single player narrative games, and I tend to like buy the buy the triple A's. Um, for everything else, I I generally will will gravitate towards like PC games, or you know, like play on my Switch or play on one of the other consoles I've got. I'm at the stage of my life where. All, all that stuff doesn't really matter so much.
2: Yeah.
0: Consider your options, but you've got a couple of weeks to consider it. In, in my opinion, you've got no reason tying you to your US account.
1: No, I I, I I totally can like see what you're pointing at, right? But I just don't see why it doesn't work. It just doesn't make
0: sense, does it? If nothing else, if nothing else, yeah. I just want to be able to make sure that people know about this because I've never heard anyone else talk about it, Ever. So and I think it obviously must be such a common problem, like you say. Or it all takes mm. someone moving country.
1: Yeah. Someone moves out of Europe, they're fucked. Yeah. yeah. They lose all their trophies, basically. Well, yeah, you, you just got to start new. Yeah, you just got to start new. It's mad, isn't it? Ridiculous.
2: So, as our loyal listeners will know, last episode we chatted about the plate station and how they were creating third-party plates to replace the current white plates on the PS5 at the moment. Sony. Lately, actually, have taken action twice against that website, against that company. They first forced them to change the URL to change it to something else. I'm not sure what. And then second, uh, they gave them a cease and desist to stop selling plates on a whole. What do you boys think of this?
0: I think it's pretty obvious what they're going for, to be honest. When they first came out and they first announced that they were going to be releasing these custom plates, I thought, Jesus Christ, this is such a good idea. And we obviously talked on the last episode and on the first mm. episode, even, a little bits that the more has come out, the more we kind of discussed about it.
2: Yeah, because we know it's a great idea.
0: Yeah, it's a fucking class idea. And we were talking last time about how the fact that we hope that special editions for different games will come with like standard plates and little custom plates and things like that. And it's a nice little addition to what mm. we've already got instead of like a statue or instead of like themes, which are no longer a thing yeah. with PS5. Sure. All these different little bits and bobs it was just too good of an opportunity to pass up. And so I think it's pretty obvious that Sony just said, Do you know what, we're putting the kibosh on this and that's actually our <laughs> fucking idea and this is our fucking money and you guys are just trying to nick it and this is our IP and no, you're not doing that. You're sticking to skins. But that's my opinion I get
2: that. it. Um, I, I kind of agree with you. I understand the first action they took because obviously PlayStation 5 was a URL and it's very, very, very similar to PlayStation 5. So obviously they're able to make them change that, but a complete cease and desist on their operation. I, as much as like they're probably making first party plates to replace it because it is
1: so easy to swap. I didn't think they'd go as far as to completely shut them down. You know, I I'm at an age where I remember the thirty two ten by Nokia. Sure. <laughs> my first ever phone. It was my first ever phone as well. There we go. Uh, you know, they 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 started off and for the for the for the younger listeners, they they had a phone where you could change the, the front cover of the phone um for a different color. And I remember that coming out, and I remember Nokia initially releasing a bunch of different, you know, colours and themes for your phone. And and people bought into that. But um, quite quickly third parties jumped on that as PlayStation um and started offering those those options. Do you think Sony is going to be able to control that marketplace? No. As the PlayStation 5 gets more popular because I think more and more people are going to buy the PlayStation, there's going to be more and more opportunity to sell these plates. How are they going to how are they going to control it, right? I'm going to be walking into a service station and I'm going to walk in and I'm going to see a you know, a cover for my phone and I'm going to see a cover for my PlayStation, aren't I? It's those kind of marketplaces that you're going to see these plates for the playstation 5
2: Uh, i completely agree i think they i don't think there'll be a chance they can like control the market i think maybe they'll be able to control the first party plates so like we won't be seeing any like last of us 2 or last of us three plates and maybe like off-brand like freaking sonic the hedgehog or there was like this weird sonic the sonic the wizard obama backpack i saw ages ago years ago and i think we'll see stuff like that for playstation which not gonna lie i would love to buy so i'll be buying one of those in terms of first party stuff not a chance i think they'll get a grip on that but anything like just complete random
1: custom they can't really stop on a widespread basis really i don't feel can sony stop china Basically, because <laughs> no. they they're gonna they they're are going to jump on this, right? There's gonna be so many third party plates in the marketplace that Sony aren't gonna be able to stop it, right? They've just stopped this company from doing it. That's all they've done. They've stopped one. You you cut that you cut the head off one, another's gonna spray. It's exactly like a hydra, yeah. In Budapest I went to a little market they had and I saw a Thomas
0: the Tank engine playset, right? There was Thomas the Tank engine, but be fused with G.I. Joe. So it was trains that had trousers on, and and it was Thomas the Tank, secret agent. That's sick. They they just fused two things together and just thought, you know what, fuck it, just chuck it out. They obviously had the the market where they had all these, like, spear toys, and they just fused them together. And it was class. Totally fucking breaking copyright. Totally breaking copyright. So Thomas the Tank engine's face and body on human legs. It was the most eldritch creature i've ever seen in my entire life and that was totally fine don't china have a, a world of
1: warcraft theme park Jeez, yeah they really? do yeah like yeah, they do it doesn't matter mate like none of that matters in china um similar to davy's story for me i i went to
2: turkey and they had like a little marketplace there and i saw two things oh no three things one was if you remember those little r3 chips or r4 chips whatever they were you could buy for your ds it had a little SD card inside of it that just had like 60 plus games loaded on the SD card. They were selling those and I got one of those for £4.
1: <laughs> they also had a knuckle duster that was a Batarang and that was Brilliant. insane. It's just like when Davey turns up and he's got his new Ralph Lauren top on that he's bought from Turkey. <sighs> you know, like... These they things told me happen. It was legitimate, mate. They these told things, me it was legitimate. These things happen, you know. Like, it's, it's inevitable. Sony have just basically... Cut the head off the first one. Is, is, you're going to find third-party plates. Yeah. As, as the Just because
0: I'm out there wearing Dolph Longrun instead of uh, Rolf Loren, but it looks exactly the same, it's absolutely fine. They, they told me it was legitimate in Turkey. That's just what the brands call <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Like you guys are saying, I, I don't think they can control the marketplace. I mean, me and Spencer are obviously in the Smash scene, and our Twitter is filled with fake GameCube controllers that people have got the resin... Oh got the resin for, made their own buttons and they're sick and they're really nice and they're custom controllers. You've got one yourself, yeah. And you're telling me that they're not going to be able to do that, that people just with a 3D printer aren't going to be able to make their own? You're fucking insane. Of course they will. But I suppose this is Sony protecting their IP before it even comes out and just making a stance. So if somebody wants to go on a big widespread, like with this, this company could have done a lot of business. I mean, to think about this was this was reported all over the place. All the major gaming websites were reporting about the fact that PlayStation was a thing and about how sick their mockups looked. So they were gearing up for production to get these things out just after launch. Think about how many, potentially hundreds of thousands of orders they could have had. Sony have just put a stopper on that and said, no, you're not doing that. So on an official level, these companies can't just do this without seeking approval from Sony first. And I think it's just more of a set in a scene rather than actually stopping the full
2: marketplace I'm fairly sure they said in a few articles they had a few interviews to people who were running plate Station, and they literally said that it was like above thousands of orders that they'd been placed and they just had to cancel all of them and they were devastated about it because think of all the money they'd splurged into making these plates and they just can't really do anything about it unless like they change how they go about it they try to be a bit less public
1: oh, oh, all you got it all you gotta do is get the mold, right, and change it slightly. Just put a different blip in it, and then the copyright set <laughs> the copyright is slightly different, and then they'll be able to sell it. Sony will not be able to patent every variation of these plates. Just put a different curve in it, you're done. And then they're back to selling. You'll see it. Just make yeah. it flat, but get rid of the little X, uh, the cross square triangle Y. Fair enough, if they're making plates and it's Sony branded, right? I I can disagree with that. But if it's not, that is fair play. Yeah. I think I think like you said, if they made a
0: variation on it, the, the thing that was so appealing to PlayStation 5 is that it looked like it would be official. That's the thing. Like it, it looked did. like it was so yeah. it was so exact to what the PlayStation 5 looks like, but with a you know a black design or something that obviously yeah. people really are into, that that's why
2: they'd be so popular. Whereas if it was a slightly different design, people wouldn't go for it. Just give it some six spikes. If I could get two blue plates and give it some six spikes on the top, like Sonic the Hedgehog,
1: on my desk, that would be sick. The thing is, Sony have just come out and they they, they brought us a, a white PlayStation Five, haven't they? So people are gonna want variety in that. You know why not on launch like Apple does, bring out a couple of colors, and that would have solved the issue, wouldn't it? Well, this is this is the thing, isn't it? It's like it's like the discussion we had a couple of
0: episodes ago. There's there's so many different variants that they could do now, and if it's as easy as they think, I totally understand why Sony had done this. It's a way to control the market. It's easy money, as yeah. long as they don't charge ridiculous sums. You know, which they it's a, will. It's, which they probably will. Yeah, they it's, will. It's two blocks of plastic for fuck's sake. You know, if I want them in black, just put them out. Forty quid. It's two blocks of plastic. Forty quid's ridiculous sum anyway, but people would pay that. No, no questions
2: at all. How much do you feel Sony would charge for those two plates? Forty is a maximum. I think. you think Sony would charge forty? Yeah, I don't think it's worth any more than that.
1: I wouldn't. I, f- I think that. Sony would charge a lot more than forty. I I think you're pushing sixty on that one. I sixty. Th- I'm, I'm above you on that. Forty is too cheap, mate. For that. two blocks I feel of plastic, like do It's nothing. It does nothing. It's just two blocks of plastic. How much were the official stickers? Where they brought out like the God of War sticker set, you know, couldn't be much, could it? Tell in, like fourteen pound, fourteen pound, I'd say forty quid, mate. Nah, it's going to be more expensive than that. But we'll have to see what happens in uh, the upcoming months because I think there's going to be so many third parties going on. Sony's going to have to make a choice, aren't they? They're going to have to bring in their versions at a lower lower cost, or they're going to have to do what Apple does and go, do you know what? Fuck everybody. We're just going to bring in a premium price and bring in a premium product. And
0: that's it for this week, guys. So we'll be back in a fortnight. So we'll catch you up with our topics and our topics of choice as we go into the next episode. If you want to write in, and have your say and influence what we're going to talk about, feel free to write into the email, psvtrust at gmail.com. Now, I've been Davey.
2: I've been Phil. And I've been Spencer. Take care, guys. Peace.
0: In PS We Trust is hosted by Davey, Phil, and Spencer. You can write into the show via our email, pswetrust at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at InPSWeTrust. To find each of us online, follow our Twitters at SSJDavey, at Philip Hoy, at SpenPie underscore. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. See ya.